Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Ass meets bench, bench retains ass. Ass transmits signal to brain, brain transmits signal to body, body gets ass off bench and plays better. If it amazes you, then you don't know anything about basketball. You're illuminating your relative lack of knowledge of the game with a statement like that. In my entire adult life, I've never used the expression game face. So I've no idea what it means. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my The Ride with JMV, 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. All right, welcome in uh, to this very special show we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to have some of what we normally do. There's no question about that because it is a large city bourbon locks and Luna Azul tequila shots Thursday, week nine NFL. Brent Holverson is standing by. Tommy S is here with us at Coach's Tavern downtown. We would love to see you down here. But this is also going to be a show of great reflection uh, for the passing of Uh, Bob Knight, at the age of 83, the news broke from the family probably around 7 or so, uh, maybe 6.30 or so yesterday, early evening. And I know that some of you are saying, hey, um, we've heard this before. Some of you are saying, hey, everybody is talking about this, but... I'm sorry to tell you, this is incredibly meaningful and as meaningful as most things you guys will go through. Because what we saw in Bob Knight here, we will never, ever see again. We will never see again somebody of that magnitude. And that's not hyperbole. That is the absolute truth. And what I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to give you the fan side of it. I'm going to give you the you side of it because that's how I grew up. That's how I was. Now, I took over this gig and you become, you know, a a little bit more, um, how should I put it, skeptical about things, right? I mean, you kind of lose a little bit of fandom when you start doing this because you got to try to keep this as fair and balanced as possible. But the early stages of my life, when I first remember being a sports fan. When I first remember, and you know me with my love of basketball, when I first remember my love of basketball, I'm, I'm uh, five years old. Five years old, we're on the way to Florida. This is actually a memory I have with my dad, which are few and far between, but we're on the road to uh, Florida for spring break, and it's IU and Kentucky in the Scott May uh, broken arm game. Um, that's that's my first real memory. And then, you know, when you're five and then you get into six, you start, you know, retaining a lot of what, what you enjoy. You know, up until that time, everything is kind of full with, you know, 
toys and adulation because you're a kid, you're a toddler and, you know, food and all this stuff. But that's the first time that I really did get a chance to soak up my love of sports. And it did start with Bob Knight. And again, I'll tell you, I'm going to give you what I believe to be for the most of all, the opinion of you out there. If you're a member of Generation X like me, and you're from the state of Indiana, especially from where I'm from, I'm 25 minutes southwest of Bloomington. So you can imagine how that hit. There has been nothing in the history of this state that has been larger than that. And there will be nothing in the future that will be larger. And I'll even bring up Peyton Manning. And there are no doubt Peyton Manning's magnitude goes without question. But compared to that of Bob Knight during that era, mid-70s through the 80s, when I was in elementary, junior high, and high school, and in college, there was nothing larger. And I can honestly tell you this, this leaves a significant hole in, in history, and I talk about this all the time, considering how I grew up and how I love to test myself often. You say, well, you have a great memory on things that took place, and there's a reason why, because I love remembering the things that I enjoyed as a kid, I enjoyed as a junior high or a high schooler. Those are vivid, enjoyable memories, and so many of those memories were so significantly built around watching IU basketball games or watching what Bob Knight does or making sure you're in front of the television when Channel 4 is on for the Bob Knight talk show at noon on a Sunday morning. It was an absolute religion. So if you're out there right now suggesting, well, there's a lot into this, you know, you can talk about other stuff too. We will but this has such a level of significance and magnitude and an effect on so many that I completely understand if you're a member of the younger generation and you don't quite get it. Now, some just say I'm not an IU fan in general, and that's okay. But again, I'm going to give you all angles today. I'm going to give you the angle from me, the growing into it fan as a youngster, going through it again through high school. I'm going to give you that angle of it. I'm going to give you those that have been around him, those that have carved out a career with him because of him. I'm going to give you a variety of stories today over the course of this show, along with what we also do on a daily basis on a Thursday. I'm going to give you this throughout the course of the afternoon. So I want to remind you, like I always do, don't go anywhere. Do not go anywhere. If you're listening, hang in there. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. The Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge via YouTube Live. The stream, the app, and HD Radio. Bring everybody because if you're like me, or let's just say, for example, you want to be educated like this. You really don't know. You're an IU fan, but you're too young to know. This is where you find out. This is where you find out the significance and why this is so meaningful. And to start out via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, he is a friend of the show. I often talk about how he has also been a huge part of my bed rest, meaning he has cured my snoring with Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic. He is a former Big Ten Player of the Year. He's a former NBA player, the pride of Terre Haute South High School, and a 90s Hoosier, the sweet shooting left-hander Brian Evans joins us. Hello, Brian. How you doing? John, that was the best 
most powerful opening I've ever heard. Dude, I grew up just like you. That was awesome. I And, and this is what I want to gather because uh, unlike me, who was a big wimp and sucked, and there's no way in the world I could have done what you did. <laughs> I, I would have loved to have done it. I want to get the angle from you because we, you and I were the same growing up, and, and a lot of other people were the same as us growing up. But, but what made this overall experience of being a part of that program and being coached up by, if not the best, certainly one of the all-time greats of coaching on any level, what made it so significant for you? Oh, man, that's such a – let me start by saying I was asked to um, by the university to, like, you know, produce a quote. Not I say a quote, a statement, right, about his passing. And it could be as long as I want it to be. They want to put it on the Jumbotron tomorrow night. Um, and I am freaking struggling to do it. Struggling. Because the significance is just so great, you know. Your question is so heavy to me because it, it's – he was – huge just larger than life so important to my my whole life really i mean I, shoot i got to i got to live out my dream because of the dude it was uh the best i mean just being coached by him the focus the determination the enthusiasm the um shoot the effort that he put into it was unbelievable you just can't believe it he was he outworked Everybody, every day, trying to make his team win, trying to get every, get the, the like every ounce out of every guy on the roster. I was blown away. I was like, when I first got there, I was like, holy shit, this is. I, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. This guy is no joke, and he, he the intensity was was real, and he was so focused. Um, he just he just gave every ounce he had. So cool. You know, and and this is what I think about because I, I can never be in the shoes that you were in, or you know, the former players, or those that worked around him, or even with what I do, those that that covered him for so many years. And I'm going to talk to Mark Patrick a little bit later on. I mean, Mark, so many different times, you know, had one-on-one -on -one exclusive interviews with him, and and I can't speak from any of those standpoints. But what I gather from just being around it, from being a basketball fan, from being a fan and then growing older and maturing is that it wasn't always rose colored glasses. It wasn't always great. I think it, it was such a life experience from zero to 60. It sounds like to me for somebody like you in that program on a daily basis. I mean, some days it may be good and you're going, wow, this is great. I'm so glad this was my choice. And other days when you're thinking, man, I'd love to double back to Terre Haute and go someplace else <laughs> lickety right now, man. And, 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 and what occurs to me always is the good and the bad and everything always to me, it always is relation to life in general. Because that's our lives, man. I'm 53, going to be 54 year years old, and I've experienced nearly everything right now. And you, over a four-year period, experienced that, again, from start to finish in a basketball program. So that's really the only way I think I can make anything relatable to what I've gone through compared to what you and, and others like you inside that basketball program, Brian, have gone through. Man, I, I got to tell you this, though. Like, I um, I wasn't like everybody else. I, I And I mean that. Like, I, I was really lucky in that I was a huge, huge fan. 
Uh, I said this at my uh, Hall of Fame speech. I got inducted to the IU Athletics Hall of Fame, which is such a, a you know a, amazing thing to me. Um, and I I finished by saying I am by far the biggest fan, Indiana fan, that ever got to wear the candy stripes. I am. There's no question. And so I got to tell you, when I was there, as tough as it was, and believe me, it was not designed to be easy. I mean, that's not what he was doing. He was not trying to be your dad on campus and, and come to me with your problems. It was this dude was trying to win and, and make us graduate. That's it. Period. End of story. But I got to tell you, I I really never had those feelings of, man, I got to get out of here. Now, he used to threaten to, you know, uh, send me back to Terre Haute on a Greyhound bus, you know, a lot. But I never wanted to leave. I I had so much fun uh, playing there. I was improving. I knew I was getting better. I was getting better because of him. He was on my ass constantly. He never took a day off from coaching me, which was awesome. I, you know, didn't always love it every day when I was there thinking, this guy will not leave me alone, but it was working and I knew it. Um, but I will tell you this, I had such a great experience. He was, he was tough to deal with, but I'm telling you my first probably three years, so I was there five years, not four. You can't cheat me out of that red shirt year. Cause when you serve five years under him, I got a funny Michael Jordan story about that. I'll tell you some other time. Um, but I, I gotta tell you the first, three years of being there when he'd come, you know, nose to nose with me and just really laying into me I, for three years, I couldn't help but think, Oh my God, Bobby Knight knows who I am. That's yeah. honestly what I thought. I was like, Holy shit, Bob Knight knows who I am. <laughs> and so that got me through three years. Now the last two years I was kind of like, okay, I've had enough. You got to get this guy out of my face. But honestly, that's how great it was. I was just such a huge diehard fan. I, you know, the chips, uh, fell in, you know, just just somehow for me to get there. And I wasn't a big recruit. I, I, if, if it was like it is today, I was probably a one-star recruit. I didn't have a bunch of offers. They weren't from big schools. My dream school was just, you know, IU, 100%. Never thought I was going to get recruited by him. And somehow, I, you know, chips fell in, in place, and there I was. I wasn't going to do anything except try to help him help me. That's what I did. And so I, we had a lot of guys that were disgruntled, but he'd get on them. They'd, you know, curl up in a ball. We had guys, you know, tons of transfers that just weren't cut out to be there. I just loved it. I loved it. So Brian Evans, who was also the Big Ten Player of the Year, um, when you look back on it, and, and we talked about this before, in the NBA you were coached by John Calipari with the Nets. I mean, you've, you've had different coaches, different coaching styles, uh, different relationships with coaches. Uh, I'm assuming some good, probably some bad as well. What, what was what was the difference between that and, and what you got in Bloomington between other aspects of how you were coached up? Oh, man. Listen, there's there's only one of him. One. I mean, that's a that is just a basketball genius, period. There is nobody close. I'm positive. Like, I played for Chuck Daly. You know, Chuck Daly was chosen to, to coach the 92 Dream Team. The best team ever assembled, they put Chuck Daly in charge. So, no slouch, right? Um, and he comes out of retirement to coach the Orlando Magic my second year. And I'm just telling you, at, at timeouts, I'm not in the game. And I'm just, I'm watching like a, he's drawing up a play or he's having his assistant drop a play. <laughs> and, and Chuck was a great relationship guy. You know, he, he was 
he was picked to coach that dream team because of he knew how to manage big egos, right? Um, I was blown away at these timeouts going, what are we doing? My coach would get us a layup right now. This is stupid. What is he doing? I, I was always just unimpressed with what I saw in a huddle from uh, every day after I left Bloomington till I stopped playing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I played for Calipari with the Nets. Same thing. No, no one's even in the stratosphere with this dude. It was ridiculous. I saw him, you just think about it, five years, a lot of games. He, this guy never diagrammed the same play. Like I was thinking, I, I paid it close attention. It's we're at a timeout, late game situation. He gets us a layup. You know, and he draws it up, and I'm, I swear on my life he's doing it just – he's freestyling. He's freestyling plays. We get a layup. And, then, you know, the next season, we, same scenario. And I'm going, I wonder if he's going to drop that same play. I remember the play, right? I, I had a decent memory when it came to that stuff. I'm like, I bet we're going to do this. And I never saw the same play, ever. Never. So, Brian Evans, you joined – Well, think about this. What's we that? ran motion offense, which is like – um, patterns and just it's like you decide I mean he empowered us to, yeah. to, to run an offense that that had no pattern because he believed sneak attack I think it goes to his military days like they're not going to know what we're doing if we're not calling you know three side or four up like if we're not going to call a play they're not going to know what we're doing so he let us do that every possession of every game is not calling plays from the sideline but in a late game scenario ball out of bounds under the basket or on the side the dude had 15,000 plays, a Rolodex, and they they were all money. <laughs> Crazy. So, Brian Evans with us. The one thing I mentioned before you came on, too, before I cut you loose, is that – and I know a lot of people, especially the younger generation, it, don't really get it. And I understand that's why we're here to help tell them and educate. And, and listen, you know, not everything, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, was rosy. But we're here to help educate them. But also I think – like us, if you're in my, your age bracket, if you're a little bit younger than us, maybe a little bit older than us, you understood the impact that he had before you stepped foot on campus in Bloomington, before I was even in high school, and you know how bigger than life he was, you know how a religion it became, and you also understand in a world in which our attention span is about the size of a gnat, there will never, ever be anybody in this state as big as life, as big as Bob Knight. That will never, ever happen again. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you one bit. I mean, not even close. He is the state of Indiana. The only the only person that's – maybe you said Peyton. I heard that. Yeah. You know, I, I would say it's Larry Bird in this in, in that conversation. Yep. But he's so, so associated with, with Boston because, because how great he was in Boston. And my yeah. favorite player of all time. But uh, for me, for sure, how do we get the, these younger fans that, that, that root for IU? They really don't know. And there's no way they could. But it was such an awesome, you know, it was just an awesome era to grow up in. Where I, I, I swear, I, I cannot believe that I got to play there. All right. So before I let you go here, did you find a quote in the last 10 minutes that can suit the folks at IU for the montage tomorrow? No, man, I'm going to have to go work on this. I think I'm going to have to probably set up shop with a couple of drinks and um, <laughs> yeah. and figure that out later. I, it's going to take me some time. I, you know why? Part, partly because I want it to be perfect. Yeah. Hey, man, it's not going to be, though. And that's that's what I was talking about. That's That's life. And it's not going to be perfect. 
I mean, you had incredibly great times. You had some low times. And, you know, that's I, I thought more so than not, never playing there, never being a part of the program, never really other than the end reporting on it. I always felt that that was kind of a perfect description of of that that era and, and what he ripped. I mean, it was it was life. That's that's what it was. Really good, well, sometimes it, it, it bad, and great. that was life. We were never. I was never that down. I mean, think about it. It was my dream, right? I yeah. dreamed about it. I yep. got to do it because of him. I was never sad about it. Like he tore into me, probably worse than anybody during the t- years I was there. And I always, I just thought, man, I'm getting his time. I this guy, he's giving me everything, and he's helping me get better. I just, I never had a bad attitude about it. I'm not trying to be a hot shot. I just, I, I was like, well, am I going to call home and cry to my mom? I was I was dreaming about this. I got to do it. I just I just had a blast. All right, here's what you have to do. Is that a video tomorrow that you're going to be a part of, quote wise, for the montage? No, I'm, just, I'm just sending in a, basically a, a text oh. of, of just me and my, my oh. thoughts. You know, because I was thinking, if it's a video, you got to put on that shoulder harness. I know you still have that. <laughs> you got to put that on. <laughs> oh man, none of my clothes fit from back then. Stop it, <laughs> dude. I, I appreciate you. Um, there are just some things, and I, I understand this, and that's a part of doing this job and doing it for such a long time. I understand there are some things that are just going to be better and and more educational for folks out there coming from people that actually went through it. And I know that it's a tough day for all of you that played for him um, yeah. with, you know, the news setting in. But I thank you very much for coming on here and being a fantastic lead to this day. Thank you very much. Oh, dude, thank you. Uh, you can hear the emotion in my voice because it is yeah. it's heavy. Yeah, I, I can tell. And um, we'll, uh, we'll check up down the road and, and talk some, some hoops further down the road. Appreciate you, Brian. Right, great job today, man. Fantastic. It's uh, Brian Evans right there, the former Big Ten Conference Player of the Year. And um, as he mentioned, he was he was self-made there. I mean, there was not a lot of thought that he was ever going to accomplish what he ultimately accomplished in the game of basketball. And if you watched IU basketball, he was one of those examples. Like I've heard everybody talking about today regarding Bob Knight and his coaching time. He only had one NBA All-Star. He never, you know, did this or never did that. What what he did was he he helped create players like that. I mean, players like that that played well with others, you know, and, and started with execution and attention to detail, unlike anybody else. Those are all kind of buzzwords that I heard growing up. We all heard growing up. I mean, if you grew up in this state and you're my age, near my age, we all ran the same stuff. Unless you went to Lagodi and you, you know, held the ball for the entire game, <laughs> which was successful for Jack Butcher, but we all ran the same stuff. We all ran a motion offense, and we all played man-to-man, never played zone, and everybody had to climb over every screen. You weren't allowed to switch. I mean, let me see a show of hands here. I mean, when you played basketball growing up in that era, we all played the same way. It was amazing, and it is something that we will never see again. And as I mentioned to Brian, and this is just from my standpoint, I view it as life because I've received a lot of this so far today. I've received, you know, obviously people saying, yeah, this is what it meant and you're exactly right. And then others saying, well, you know, there was so much bad in this and there, there was some bad, there was some negative. There's no question about that. And that's why I tell you that what that rep to me was life. I mean, it really was life. It was the life experience. 
just those that I'm going to have be a part of this show today actually lived that on the inside. I mean, I just got the outside view. You know, I met the guy one time. Um, I've got a couple of stories to tell. I met the guy one time. And I always tell the story of me wrecking my Porsche 914 back in February of 1986 and about killing me and the guy that was riding with me. And, you know, the day after that happened, there was a signed note from him uh, in my, my hospital room um, in Bloomington. But it especially hits for me because that's how I grew up. And a lot of you have grown up the same way. And especially if it's somebody that's from, you know, somebody like Alabama that, that grew up uh, in the fashion and in, in what they did and their love, love for football, um, that's a good comparison. But I know a lot of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. I just want to make sure that we, we cover everything today because we've got younger generation that love to hear the accomplishments, love to hear about the era, but don't really have a firm grasp on everything. And that's why I have a lot of people from the inside talking about that today. Also, our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna's Will Tequila Shots. We're live at Coach's Tavern downtown. We would love to see you today. We'll bring in Brent Halverson, who is our betting analyst, who also grew up in uh, Jackson County. I uh, grew up in Seymour, Indiana, and I'm assuming, just like I did, we're kind of in the similar age bracket here. I grew up a huge fan of Bob Knight and uh, obviously was bigger in life with Knight and that basketball program for you. Oh, absolutely, John. I mean, such a somber day. Um, you know, a guy larger than life, you know, like Brian even said, not only was a heck of a coach, but he, he, was, he was teaching young men how to become men, too, in the process. So outside of playing basketball, uh, you know, I never had the uh, pleasure to play for the Hoosiers, uh, but uh, I did go to uh, three or four Bob Knight basketball camps back in the uh, 80s. Yes. So well, was, and that's uh, something else we'll have to mention. I mean, ev- everybody, but uh, I'll tell you all the time, like I say, oh, yeah, I'm tough. I was the biggest. I wouldn't have lasted five seconds in that basketball program. Oh, no. uh, he'd have yelled at me, and I'd have cried like a little baby. Ooh. I mean, that's it. I, I, I understand the limitations now. Would I have loved to do it? Yeah. But I'd have cried in five seconds and left. I didn't even go to the basketball camp, but everybody but me did. It was just a rite of passage when we grew up. It really was. It will never be like that again. It, it won't. It won't. And, you know, I'm, one of my fondest memories, John, I mean, that 1987 Key Smart last second yep. shot to win the national championship, I remember I was, we were in the weed-off space, man. I mean, just, just I remember everything about it. It was, it was, it was the way of life, right? Yeah. I mean, Southern Indiana, all of Indiana, all around. Bob Knight brought a um, he brought a program to to the light, you know, and and I think it's uh, uh, you know there's going to be big shoes to fill, uh, and there has been since he's left. But and they haven't, yeah, they, they haven't, haven't they, yet. They haven't yet. So you know, still and you got Mike Woodson yeah. out there. He's he's got a piece of it too. So I, I really think, I mean, again, like you said, he 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 brought a coaching style that uh, we don't see like it anymore. You can't yeah. do that anymore, right? But yeah. uh, what he did is he created not only great basketball players, but great young men getting ready to go out in the world. What's that Brent Halverson right there? I, I just also want it. I want to explain to you the profound effect that he had on me. Um, that had on me growing up. I mean, I my grandparents were huge fans. Um, they watched every Bob Knight show, every Bob Knight talk show, watched every game. And if you grew up in the area in which I did, around the same time frame in which I did, there was just no way around it. That's just what you were. And a lot of my great memories are coinciding with those games. You know, Brent was talking about games. I can go back. I mentioned I brought up the 75 game 
you know, going down to Florida in, in a 75 Oldsmobile Cutlass uh, to go to spring break. And, and then that's when my sports love really did take off, whether it was watching, you know, IU basketball, Bob Knight, or then the Reds, or, you know, my love w- with Walter Payton, the football player. Um, these are just some in- incredible times that created magical moments. You know, obviously also had some tough situations. But as I mentioned at the start of the show and how I tried to piece this together, man, it, it was life. And that's what Bob Knight was for many of us, if not close to all of us around here. It was, it was a part of our fabric of life. And we won't say anything like that ever again. We truly won't. Quick break and we shall return. Brent comes back with us as well. The head coach of Florida Atlantic once upon a time was a Bob Knight manager. Dusty May is going to join us coming up here before the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll do our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Me, Brent, and Tommy S. here at Coach's Tavern. Kevin Harlan's going to join us from CBS and TNT at 4.30. Uh, the legendary... Broadcasting Hall of Famer Mark Patrick will join me at five today to talk about this and the myriad of times in which he interviewed Bob Knight. Bob Knight liked Mark a great deal, and Mark's going to tell us all about that and more coming up in the five o'clock hour. Some great shared stories from the Broadcasting Hall of Famer Mark Patrick at five today. The player personnel director and scouting guy in front of this show, Ryan Carr, was also once upon a time a Bob Knight manager. Uh, He went to IU solely to be that and has a tremendous story that some of you may not know. Ryan's going to join me at 5.30 today. So be ready for that. Otherwise, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the Wind Shuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge. Coach's Tavern is our location. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We would love to share a cocktail with you and some stories as well on this Thursday. Again, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, and just getting started on this Thursday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, welcome back, Coaches Tavern. We're downtown today. Our normal Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Brent Halverson, betting analyst, me, JMV. Thank you for joining us. Deb's the on-site engineer. It is James back at the studio. Uh, and a shout-out to Brian Evans, the former Big Ten Player of the Year, the former NBA-er. Five years. I only gave him credit for four. Five years in Bloomington. Um, and one of those incredible stories about the reason why he went to, uh, went to IU and how he worked to see those dreams come true in a fantastic way to lead regarding the passing of Bob Knight last night at the age of 83. And I know you've heard a lot of that today. You heard a lot of that at the midday show, certainly uh, a lot of the morning show. Um, I just I feel like in this case, I will cover this from a different angle because I lived it. And I'm like... Most of you out there, maybe not all of you, and I understand that if it's not all of you, that's why we're here to try to make sure you fully understand the magnitude of a day like today. But I, you, we lived it. We lived it together. And it was profound. And it wasn't without its issues. Hey, I remember back when I was growing up, there were like three or four or five or nine or 20 or 30 different times 
when I'm going, well, you just, you know, you just don't understand. <laughs> to people that were ripping on him, yeah, you just don't understand. And they probably had a pretty firm grasp of understanding, but that was me. You know who didn't understand? It was me. That's who didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't understand because I was a fan. I didn't understand because I was a fan. Uh, because, again, that's, that's the first thing that I understood about sports. You know, we were talking about that you know, a little bit earlier about some of those benchmarks. I always talk about those situations in sports in which you vividly remember where you were. And it's not a fair fight with me because my memory is pretty incredible unless it happened like an hour and a half ago. Then I can't remember squat. But if it happened in 1975, I could probably tell you, especially if it involved, you know, IU or Bob Knight or a game. And that's, that's where it all began. Now, in 1976, the, the only still the unbeaten Hoosier team, nobody's been unbeaten in a season since that championship team, the Spectrum in Philadelphia against Michigan. And it's funny, you're just thinking how that game was just so spectacular, but really the first half was ugly to watch from an IU standpoint. I think they ended up down six at the half in that game. It was ugly. It was bad. Then they end up winning. Then in 81, 1981, they go back to the spectrum. And on that evening, John Hinckley Jr. Um, with an assassination attempt on the president of the United States, Ronald Reagan, didn't know if it was going to happen. The game, that is. You know, I can remember being a, a whiny 11-year-old going, you yeah, know, why, why is it not going to happen? Seriously. I mean, stuff I'd think about today, look in the mirror and go, wow, you said that? That was you? But yeah, it, it was. It absolutely was me back then. You know, during that run, I remember going to Assembly Hall and watching. That was back then when you had a school in their own arena or gymnasium actually host a regional semifinal and final, which is amazing. I sat there and, and watched them win the semifinal and the final of the regional back in 1981. You know, and obviously 87, I'm 17 years old, so... Much th things are much more recognizable, but there are always these stops along the way. And don't let me forget to tell you about 1976 and the signing of basketballs. I, I think I've maybe told this one time on the air, but I have told this to Quinn Buckner, which is outstanding. The other part about this that I always thought about regarding IU basketball, Bob Knight, was it always brings back incredible memories of two people I miss incredibly, and I have for a long time, and that's my grandparents. You know, two people, in fact, that, that helped raise me. Uh, when the father's not around, grandparents step up. I spent so much time, um, not too far from where I grew up, obviously, in Owensburg, um, but I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And I lost my grandfather in 1993. I lost my grandmother in 2003. And nothing has been able since that point in time to fill that gap. And part of the whole growth uh, and the times I remember that were great would be watching IU and Bob Knight coach and watching them talk about Bob Knight. And they called him Bobby Knight. So there are many different ways this can have, again, a profound effect on you. Um, and stuff like that is one of them. Brent Halverson is going to rejoin us coming up on the other side. We've got our large city bourbon locks, Luna's with tequila shots coming up, Brent, at the top of the hour, right? We do. Hey, it's, uh, it's, it's a wild week of uh, crazy games out there. We've got a lot to talk about with some 
traveling quarterbacks, if you will, and uh, some really odd lines. So we'll get to that. Really weird stuff. And coming off of two weeks in which I've been dreadful. I talked a bunch of junk, and I've been dreadful since. I have not backed it up. Hey, this is where you turn it around, John. That's why you. it's a new week. It's a new fresh slate, and we'll go through it, and we'll, uh, we'll dissect you it. You have watched my man eat some cottage cheese right here, too. So if you're inside the lounge via YouTube Live, you're fired up about <laughs> that. Other side, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, a Final Four run a year ago, and he is a former manager. For Bob Knight at IU. And obviously, he and I went to Eastern Green. It's uh, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, the head coach of the Owls. Dusty is going to join us coming up next. Mark Patrick, Ryan Carr, Kevin Harlan, our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Do not miss a minute of this Thursday show and a lot of reflection as Bob Knight passes away at the age of 83. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Coach's Tavern downtown, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We got our week nine selections coming up top of the hour. Brian Evans a little bit earlier. Mark Patrick's going to join at 5 o'clock. Ryan Carr from the Pacers will be here at 5.30. Kevin Harland of CBS at the bottom of the 4 o'clock hour. Again, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the Windshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge. You guys can add some memories in there if you want to as well. We'd love to have you down here, coaches, if you have time. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, an incredible season a year ago for his Florida Atlantic Owls all the way to the Final Four. Um, equally as incredible as a history as he has in Greene County, Indiana, at Eastern <laughs> Green. Longtime friend of mine, the head coach of the Owls, it's Dusty May. How you doing, buddy? Good, John. How about you? Good. You know, it is um, – people had asked me about, you know, doing this type of show regarding Bob Knight. So that's really going to be hard. Um, the thing that I found difficult about it is I have so many emotions because – of the times and the moments that, and I was with family and friends that I miss so severely from the past. I mean, it was just such an experience. I mean, it does draw up a lot of emotions. I, I didn't play for the guy. I wasn't about to play for the guy. I couldn't last. He didn't know me, Dusty. I'd have lasted about two seconds. He made me cry. I'd have gone home. That'd have been it. Um, and, uh, and he likes shooters. He loves shooters. He might <laughs> well, have a chance. Once I got on the other end, it was going to be very problematic, Dusty, as we all know. But no, seriously, it just brings up so many incredible memories. And, and somebody like you that, that started your truck to where you are today as a manager within his program, uh, this has to be, you know, an, an incredibly profound day, moment, what have you as well. Yeah, John, I mean, I, I'm well aware that I don't want to say I, I would have 0% chance of being a college coach if it wasn't for Coach Knight, but I would say it's probably point zero 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 one percent chance of, of being where I am now if it wasn't simply for the experience uh, of working for him, learning from the program, but also just the credibility that you attach his name to anything and you naturally assume that the person works hard, they're competent, they're passionate about the game, those types of things. So, um, yeah, it's it's the last, I guess, the last 24 hours have been, uh, I guess, I don't want to say a, a celebration of his life, but I mean, it's just brought so many people together and you share experiences, but man, it's amazing how much we all learn from that guy. So Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic is with us. 
I know that, that you're an incredibly smart dude, and, and you probably keep lists and stuff. What's at the top of your list of stuff that, you know what, I'm glad I went through that because that's something I can take into what I do within my own program today. You know, it's, it's the day-to-day uh, routine and approach that, that he worked where every detail is important. Nothing is, is overlooked. You build it year by year. Uh, you don't ever skip steps. But the thing that, that I've, I think I appreciate more now than ever is he knew what he wanted the game to look like, to feel like. And he had strong conviction that that was the right way to do it. And I think millions of us agree that the way he saw the game is the way it should be played with uh, selflessness, uh, with intensity, with physicality, uh, with great teamwork. And then also factoring in like some creative strategy. He was very creative, strategic uh, on, on both strategically on both sides of the ball. So, man, I could go on and on about what all I learned from just being such a small, small piece of, of that program. So, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, is with us via the, the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, how was your time as a manager when he was the coach there? I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, as you know, John, we grow up idolizing Indiana basketball. I mean, yep. it's, it, it really is a religion to us, especially in southern Indiana. So, uh, just to be a part of it. And, and at the time, you know, it, we had – I guess in the last four years, there'd been a, a, a little bit of a slide where we weren't playing in sweet 16. We were in the tournament every year and whatnot, but just for his standards that he'd created, we weren't living up to expectations. So it got a little bit rocky, but I think that's probably when, when us young guys learn the most, um, if it's all smooth sailing, you probably don't learn from the experiences. So there was a lot of, of transition and, and turmoil those last four years, uh, because the, the world was changing as well. I mean, as we see with media and, and certain events, the, the world just changes at times, and uh, things were a lot different there. But, man, I'm, am I grateful for my experience? I think about this all the time. I, I don't know. Uh, of course, you played for, for Mark Barnheiser. I did not, although I hung around with him. Um, and you ran flex all the time. Uh, <laughs> we, I, I don't know if we ever ran anything that I, you didn't run. Seriously, when I was growing up there, from the time I started playing basketball, and nobody ever played his own, and you always got over your screens. I mean, it was always man-to-man. That's just kind of how it was. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's ever been a state that, that fully embraced a, a style of play. And, and you, you know, I hate to bring in this school up north, uh, but I mean, even, they played in a similar style. So it, well, you grew up in Indiana. If you yeah. knew what zone was, then then you probably uh, had just relocated to the state. Because if you grew up there, you had no idea. You had no no purpose for zone. Can you imagine? Yeah. You might get fired if you. Hey, we're going to go out and run a zone. Okay, well, you, you probably aren't going to last very long. Then. Oh, man. But I mean, even we ran motion, I think, in, in elementary school, or at least tried yeah. to. And then uh, when Bart Heiser taught to flex, it teaches you how to read screens and slow down. And it, it kind of gives you some framework to, to eventually transition into the motion offense, which now is, is kind of something that's, that's gone by the wayside with the dribble drive and ball screen offenses. But um yeah, everything. And I tell, I've told several people this. Uh, they don't believe me down here that we didn't release our basketball season schedule because there there couldn't ever be a, a conflict with an IU game. Yeah. Um, I said I said our calendars looked like this. You had Christmas, you had Thanksgiving, you had Easter Sunday, and then you had IU basketball games, and and then maybe a couple birthdays. So our, our lives revolved around uh, IU and and uh, what what coach created. So Dusty Mays, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, he's with us on the Andy Moore 
Automotive Group Hotline. Um, have you had, did you have any dialogue with him? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Uh, when was the last time that you did, I guess, would be better suited to ask? It, it had been years, um, to be honest, since he moved to Texas Tech. Uh, it, yeah. it, it was different. Uh, and then I, I came back and worked for Coach Davis. And so there was that uh, divide for a while with, with all the right. Indiana people just as, as the transition was happening. So uh, the last couple of years, um, you know, I, I think with Coach moving back to Bloomington, it's just been great because all the Coach Knight people were, were so – uh, influential building that thing, so it's it's been uh, it's been cool to see everybody come together again uh, to celebrate his life. Yeah, you, know, you look back on on February of, of 2020, and it was right before the COVID shutdown, and you had IU and Purdue, you had that in Bloomington, and then he came back at halftime onto the floor. Um, I, I, I often wonder, and, and who really knows? I, I don't know how you know much of an effect it, it had on on him, but it had a lot of healing power it was something that that fan base you know certainly got a lot of a lot out of and really needed to see at that time yeah yeah the obviously the the fan base has went through a lot over the years um but at the end of the day indiana basketball is 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 special it has a different uh level of energy and and vibe to it and uh you know like i said it, it, it he didn't be he didn't start it but he was uh he had a, a big uh fingerprint on all of it no doubt about that is dusty may hey, how are things going down there in west palm yeah really good we're, we're excited to play we're actually going to be up in uh, the midwest next week for the barstool classic at Wintrust arena in chicago playing loyola in a double header so we're excited to, to see where we are um i, I feel like our guys have, have tried to i guess assume that we were going to pick up where we left off in april and uh, we, we haven't played as well in our scrimmages and the practices have been up and down a little bit. But we're excited just to go out and, 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 and bang against somebody different. Uh-oh. That means Coach May's been getting into some ass. That's what that means right there, haven't you? Nah, not, not, our guys are uh, <laughs> they're self-starters. They're motivated. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we try to keep it real with them. But, um, you know, some of the things you just got to experience. And, and what we're going to face this year is all uncharted waters for all of us where we're going to get yeah. – uh, every team's best shot. It's going to take crazy emotional energy just to keep up. Um, but we'll have to be more disciplined than we were last year, and we'll have to be even more motivated. You know, I guess I look at it this way. Knowing what you don't know when you're going through it as quickly as you did in that tournament, I think it's one thing that you can you can get around. But knowing what you don't know for an extended period of time like that after coming off a great NCAA tournament, that that probably is much more difficult, I would guess, Dusty, to deal with. It's it's obviously it's a good problem. Anytime you have a, a lot of older players back that are established and, and have proven they can do it, uh, you would you would certainly take that over any any other issues. But everything's changed now. Our schedule is is crazy difficult in, in a good way. Uh, we've we've tried to put ourselves on the biggest stage every single game if we if we possibly could have. We're moving up in the conferences with, in the American Athletic Conference. So everything's yep. changed for all of us. It happened quickly. Uh, but we're excited to to see what this team can become. Oh, I'm excited for we've created a lot of Al fans up here for you as well. So we <laughs> are also it, excited about that. Hey, uh, hey by the way, mentioned hey John, you mentioned through text that uh, someone spotted me at the Apple Festival. There's not a, a Dusty Moon doppelganger running around. No, I think there is because somebody texted me and said uh, I just saw Dusty May at the Bloomfield Apple Festival, and that's when I texted you. <laughs> and you go, and he laughed and he said it wasn't me. 
Yeah, you do. I, uh, that that person has to be from Shackamack or Linton or something, right? There's uh, nobody that looks like you on the, our side of the river. That county is vast. It could, they could be from anywhere. <laughs> My brother, keep on keeping on. I thought you would be a, a, a really great resource to talk to today about this. I can't thank you enough for coming on. And uh, we'll, we'll have you on here relatively soon to, to maybe uh, scout out exactly the expectations of this year uh, with Florida Atlantic, man. I appreciate you. Best of luck. You got a lot of Al fans up here with you. I uh, appreciate that, John. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, Dusty May right there, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, the one-time manager for Bob Knight in Bloomington on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Brent Halverson on the other side. Tommy S. is going to join us, too, where it coaches downtown. It is a Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday, week nine. We got that coming up in our picks. Kevin Harlan of CBS, Mark Patrick, and Ryan Carr, all still to come. Don't go anywhere. Hour two is up next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey, welcome back to Coach's Tavern. Thank you so much for joining us. Dusty May, a little bit earlier, the head coach of Florida Atlantic. Uh, We talked to Brian Evans, the former IU player, the former Big Ten Player of the Year, played in the NBA, too. Um, Really good first hour of conversation revolving around the passing at the age of 83 of Bob Knight. And I'll also offer you up some more of my thoughts on, on growing up you know, and, and much like you, the reason why I bring it up in reflection is I'm just knowing that most of you around here grew up the same way. And then I think it's also important because those of you that did not, let's just say, for example, the younger generation, we can tell you a little bit of something uh, of why this is such an incredibly important time. That is easily understood with a lot of what you're going to hear a little bit later on. Kevin Harlan of CBS and TNT, bottom of the hour. Mark Patrick, who so many times here as an Indiana Broadcasting Hall of Famer had conversations and interviews with Bob Knight. Mark joins us in the 5 o'clock hour. Ryan Carr was a former manager, too. Ryan Carr now heads up the personnel department and scouting and all that with the Pacers. Ryan Carr actually came east to the state of Indiana specifically to go to IU and be a manager for Bob Knight. We'll talk to Ryan about that incredible story coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, week 9 in our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Hold on before we cue the band. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, rejoins us. And look, look at him back. It's from the Mexico. Tommy Sutton. The Tommy S. Mexico, a lot of important goings on, from what I hear. Yes. When you when yeah. you decide to get out of the country, something happens, huh? Yeah, you walk down to Mexico, you fly into Mexico, whatever we did, and uh, you come back engaged. Wow, yeah. congrats, The man. love of your life. That's Congratulations, awesome. my yeah. brother. Cheers. That is Cheers. awesome right there. Uh, Tommy S. here at Coach's Tavern, engaged. 
Glad to have you guys here. It's been a while, so it has been. It, it feels like forever, but here we are. That's it is weird because it always seems together. like we're here a lot, and then for we haven't been here for a while. It's well, you know that that rascal Ryan Nally takes all the shows. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, now. You know this, what's cool though is this yep. is the first year we've, we're at a different place every week, which is Correct. great. Right. We do miss great places like uh, Coach's Tavern here and Tom Sutton. So it's an honor to be back, my man. The good that. thing is we can create content where we can be here on a day. Absolutely. Right? And, mean, and you know, the other times. great thing I love seeing is this guy comes out to a lot of the shows. So he we does. Get, we get our Tommy Actually, Sutton fix. He comes out to everyone every almost Thursday. Every I, think. I think you're there almost it's every it's Thursday. Can. Yeah, yeah. Force, you guys were at Kips last week. We were yes. at Kips last week. Force, I, I totally, we were busy here. I couldn't get out of here, but I was going to come up there. It's right by my house. So. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry I missed you guys, but hey, here you are. Here we are. Oh, great to be back, my man. That's things a, are going well here. Things are going very well. It's uh, it's been a great uh, football season, and we got the Pacers in action. I only lost a couple, but uh, they look they still look good. They're fun to watch. They got beat by 50 last night, Tommy. Yes, is that what the final? I saw they were down by 30. I didn't see. Yeah. What, uh, oh what yeah. Hopefully, oh. hopefully, Bally Sports went out on you or didn't start with you because they <laughs> lost by 50 last night. I couldn't night. even get the game. I don't. It think. was so. it was incredibly embarrassing. And it was a non, and I mean, at any point, a non-competitive game. And, and I know it's early season, and, and certainly we're not concentrating on that today. But that cannot be anywhere near this team. That was a no, complete and utter embarrassment last night. And don't get don't get us wrong. Boston is a true contender this year. They're, they're, they're they are. a chip on their shoulder after last year. So. Sure. A yeah, couple key cogs out, too. Let me tell Pacers. you this. Last night, the Pacers could not guard this chair, and I'm wondering <laughs> if they're going to be able to guard this chair. They were awful. I mean, it was just a layup line, easy makes. Uh, it, it's stuff. I don't know if you can just snap your fingers or wave a magic wand and have anybody going to be getting in a defensive stance and playing it because they weren't last night. But well, I, I fully believe Rick Carlisle, can, he can change that around. He won't tolerate that. He'll get these guys well, righted. So. They better tomorrow night beat some Cleveland ass is what they better do. Well, they did I mean, last Friday. They, so. they, they, they better do that because last night was an abomination is what it was. They should honestly. come out angry tomorrow. All right, guys, you want to do some week nine? Larsity bourbon locks, Luna Zul tequila shots. Jacob's trying to get a picture of us all right there. Oh, wow. Is there a little landscape in the background right there, Jacob? All right. Cue the band back there, James. Let's do our week nine. Larsity Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Is this true that starts tonight? Are we talking Titans and Steelers? That is the, uh, that do, is the truth. Do I kind of want to fall in love all over again with Will Levis, or was that just a flash in the pan? His NFL debut with four touchdowns. Titans win on the road in Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah, Pittsburgh hadn't been really good so far. I just, I hesitate to go with a rookie second game starting quarterback, even with the success he had in his first start, going into Pittsburgh against that defense still, even if it's not the defense that we always remember it to be. In this case, two and a half point favorites, the Steelers. I'm going to lay that, Brent. Give me the Steelers at home. You know, this game here, John, and, and again, this Thursday night magic here, right? The Steelers are like 7-1 to one on Thursday nights, the last eight games. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, really, they, they do well at home, right? But we've got this little flash of Will Levitz like you speak of. But yeah. you're right. It's game two. It's prime time. The rookie's coming out, and he's going up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh on Thursday night. I think, honestly, this game is going to be 20-17. to 17. We flip a coin to see who wins it. But I'm going to take the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll lay that less than a field goal. Tommyus. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh hasn't looked that great. Uh, Pickett's been hurt, but he's playing tonight. Who knows how healthy he is, but I don't think it matters because – Mr. Levis is going to be introduced to Mr. T.J. Watt tonight. Ooh, Hello. You don't want call. that guy in your face, but he's going to be there all night. I'm going to go with you guys. Let's lay that two and a half. 
Hey, it's a good Frankfurt game coming up on Sunday. Dolphins and Chiefs. Colts going to be there with the Patriots coming up next week. But this week, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one and a half point favorites. Man, Kansas City looked like a load of crap in Denver this last (laughs) weekend. You know what's going to be the cure for that? Um, Miami's offense, maybe not so much. But I think we're going to see a Kansas City bounce back. Lay the point and a half on the road in Germany and give me the Chiefs. Brent. You know, this is one of those big three games we talked about. Three great games this week, and it starts off at 9.30 Sunday morning with Miami at the Chiefs. All my gut tells me you should take Miami in this. It really, truly does. However, I think what you just mentioned there, I think you got a healthy Mahomes. He had the flu last week. They looked horrible. They played, it was the lowest scoring game of his career, I think, honestly, nine points. I think they they get it back here in Germany. I think it's going to be a pretty good shootout. 28-25, Kansas City covers that one and a half. Tommy, yes. Miami is 6-2 on the season. 6-0 against teams under 500. 0-2 against winning teams. Indeed. So, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's the best in the league. The best there is. I'm going to lay that point and a half. I'm with you guys. Oh, Tommy, yes. Your guy, Kirk Cousins, has a flat tire that's going to keep him out for the season. Uh, And then then skeptical about the offseason and next year, too. Uh, Because of that, the Falcons are now four and a half point favorites at home against Minnesota coming up this weekend. Josh Dobbs now in the fold as a backup quarterback. Is it Jaron Hall? Jaron Hall, the rookie, will get the start. Yeah. Well, there's no way in the world I can take the Falcons. Lay the four and a half, Brent. Give or check that. The Vikings lay the four and a half. Give me the Falcons Sunday. Yeah, you know, Atlanta's got Taylor Heineke going up against Jaron Hall. So this is going to be, you know, again, we've got a lot it's of these outstanding quarter- game right there. A lot of these quarterback shakeups going yeah. on right now. This is one of them. This is going to be another one of those games that I think it's going to kind of be tough, but I'm going to give a little bit of lean to the Falcons. I'm sorry, Tommy, but Tommy I, I think uh, I think a couple key, key cogs they're missing. And uh, Jaron Hall didn't look that great against the Packers last week when he came in. I know he's going to get a little practice time. I know you got Dobbs on the uh, on the bubble getting ready to probably come in the uh, week 10. But until then, I'm going to take the Falcons. I'll lay that four and a half with Tommy. you, down. Yeah, I don't know what we got in Jaron Hall. His first pass attempt last week resulted in a strip, a sack strip. Yeah. Um, I don't know how good he is. I think he's very raw, obviously. This is a big, big time for him, like stepping in, saying, hey, take over this offense that Kirk Cousins perfected. Uh, yeah, Dobbs is in the background, obviously, need to learn the offense. I don't know what we got with uh, Jaron Hall, so I'm going to go. I'm going to roll with you guys. Let's take the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Maybe by the hook. I don't know. Yeah, by the hook, take it to four. It's a key number. Seahawks-Ravens, four-point. Check that. Is that four or six here? I cover that up. That I is six. That is six. Six-point six. favorites are the Ravens at home coming up this weekend. Yeah, this is going to be easy to me. I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens. Lay that six. Brent Halverson. You know, Baltimore's look good. We've talked about them all year, but they're really starting to play some good yeah. ball right now. Seattle kind of plays down a little bit. They, uh, they, they, they pushed last week, I think, or make sure they covered by a half point. I don't think they're going to be able to do it in Baltimore. I think Baltimore covers this. It's going to be like a 25-17, nothing sexy. Give me uh, Baltimore. Lay the six. Fabius. Yeah, man, Baltimore is really playing lights out right now. Seattle's a good team, but it's hard for a West Coast team to go all the way to the East Coast and get a victory. Uh, looks like uh, uh, the Ravens quarterback. Lamar Jackson's back. He's back yep. in form. So Yes, he is. Uh, I'm going to roll with you guys. I'll, I'll take those six points. My goodness. The Cardinals and the Browns, are you kidding me? And the Browns are eight-point favorites. Ugh. Ugly line. That's gross right there. I'm just going to go ahead and take the eight points and give me the Cardinals on the road. That's the, really the only reason. Give me eight points of the Cardinals, Brent. Well, to the tune of, I don't know who Clayton Toon really is. That's a quarterback for Arizona. And we don't know who the quarterback for Cleveland is. And it's a lot of points in this up and down game. I kind of have a feeling Deshaun Watson's going to be back. 
I know P.J. Walker's banged up, too. So if they go to number three, I mean, this is an absolute just dud anyway. Wouldn't touch it with your money, John. However, we got to pick them. <laughs> I'm that, glad. That number is so shocking to me that yes. it's eight. It's way too high. But that's why I'm going to take it, because they know a lot more than I do, and I'm going to take that. I'm going to take uh, Cleveland, lay the eight. Hello, Tommy. Yes. Yeah, Arizona, they're just not good. And, and you, got, you might have a rookie quarterback start. Cleveland's got a great defense. They, they played lights out on defense this year. That's a lot of points to lay, but uh, let's let's roll. Eight points. My goodness. Uh, Larsley, Bourbon, Locks, Luna's Will Tequila Shots, week number nine. Man, Bridge or Packers are an absolute disaster. Horrible. What a mess. They get the Rams at Lambeau coming up this weekend. Three-point favorites. I'm going to take that three and give me the Rams. The Rams aren't that much better. But the Packers, holy crap, Brent. What's happening up there? That is Jordan really, love. really. There's no love for Jordan. Really, really bad. But I tell you, it's going to be interesting because the Rams, Stafford, I don't think he's going to play. That's why you see this number where it's at. It's Brett Ripon, right? Like he's, uh, mm-hmm. Brett Ripon's still around. Like he's, is, that, he's, is that Mark Ripon's son? I believe it is. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's still kind of that, that namesake, right? I, I don't think he's going to have anything to do. I think you got a running back disaster on the backfield. I'm still looking for Aaron Jones to come back from week one ah. where he had a great game. He hasn't done anything since. I think this is where the ship's going to turn a little bit here, though. I like the Packers not only to win this, John. I'm going to lock this one up. This is Larson Lock of the Week. Packers by seven. <laughs> Packers by seven. Come on. Fool's gold right there, Tommy. Fool's yes, gold. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a disaster up there in Green Bay. Vikings got to win there last week, but they lost they lost everything with Kirk Cousins. But, uh, man, yeah, Jordan Love doesn't seem like he's the answer. But he's a first-year starter, so. He stinks. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that too. You can, you can talk all you want about Green Bay bad. So, um, yeah, I don't know who's playing for the Rams quarterback. If it's Ripon or it's Stafford, yeah. but I'm, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Actually, I'm gonna I take those points. I don't mind it right there. Leslie Bourbon locks Lunasville to kill the shots. Uh, Texans disappointed. They were the first victim of the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young at quarterback last weekend. Back at home, two and a half point favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lay that two and a half. Give me Stroud and the Texans at home. Yeah, I think this is gonna be one of those. Under games, again, we talked that 20 to 17, 19, 16, something like that. I think it's a field goal game. And I think that three is going to be just enough for Houston to cover. So give me Houston, lay the two Tommy. and a half. Yeah, Tampa started off well. Looked like Baker Mayfield finally found a home. And they started two and on, now they're three and four, I think. So they're, they're struggling. Something's going on there. Uh, Shrouds look pretty good other than last week. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take or lay that two and a half. Let's go with the Texans. Let me tell you this. It seems like the commanders traded everybody this uh, early this week before the trade deadline. But uh, Dexter Manley and Charles Mann. Uh, commanders at the Patriots. I hate the Patriots, too. They stink. Three-point favorites. I'm going to lay that three. and Give me the Patriots at home. I, the, the commanders just said, hey, we're done. Fire sale. We are done, and they're done right here. So give me the Pats, Brett. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, like until I saw that, I, I would look at this game. I, there's no way I would touch New England. However, I think with all that fire sale going on, I think there's a lot of other stuff going on. It's going to be tough. I think New England's going to be able to sneak in there. They're at home. It's still Belichick. It's not going to be a pretty one, but uh, give me the Patriots. Cover the three. Tommy. Yeah, like you said, Washington said, hey, we're throwing the towel in. I don't know why. I think I think Riverboat Ron's probably in his final weeks as coach up there. But uh, the Patriots, how awful are they? I mean, they, they've fallen from grace, obviously, losing There's Brady. There's a fall and, from grace. And I'm not upset about seeing that. But I'm going to go ahead and take or lay those three points and take those Patriots at home. Man, the Saints gave the Colts a little bit of workout last week, did they not? Eight and a half point favorites at home versus the Bears. 
I'm going to go ahead and lay the eight and a half. That's a big number for a team that I'm very skeptical about. Lay that eight and a half and give me the Saints, however, against the Bears, Brent. Yeah, the Saints, they, they think they got the firepower here. Justin Fields still in back. I think he's another yep. week out. Uh, I think the Saints are starting to click a little bit. You know, they got some good stuff going on. Kamara's looking good. You got the, you got three great receivers there. I think they're going to actually light it up at home. I think they're going to cover that eight, eight and a half as well. I'll take the Saints with you, Johnny. Tommy S. is a good guy. I'm going to make this my larceny lock of the week. Because if it there's up. any team worse lock than the North up. than the Green Bay Packers, it's Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah. Lock it up. Are they starting the rookie again this week? Yeah. Is Phil, okay. I believe yeah. so, right? Yeah. Last check they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Saints seem to be getting it together. They rolled yeah. the Colts last week. I'm going to lay that eight and a half. That's my lock. Got a little like practice it. time against the Colts last week in that defense. Certainly in the secondary, they did. Larceny Bourbon Locks. Lunas with the key of the shots. Giants and... The Vegas Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders are one and a half point favorites. This might be the ugliest game of the week. Aiden O'Connell is <laughs> going to be the starting quarterback now out of Purdue. I really want to see him do well. This is going to be a great test pattern for him. Forward. I just think it's going to. I don't think it's going to happen. Give me that point and a half, and give me the Giants on the road. They suck. The Raiders suck. We all suck. But give me that point and a half on the road, Brent. Both teams suck. I think this is going to come down to a two point yeah. game, John. It's going to be twenty to eighteen. But you know what? I think the changing of the guards in Vegas, I think. Getting, the guard changing. The guard changing going on. I think you got Aiden O'Connell. He's going to get in there and get some play finally. I like him better than Danny Nichols. I don't think Danny's been throwing dimes this year. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take the Raiders, lay the one and a half. Vegas. <laughs> Tommy. Boy, Danny Nichols got his nickels and said, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Money, suckers. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I like Aiden O'Connell. I mean, I'm an IU guy, but. He's he's easy kid to cheer for. Uh, you, you just like him all yep. the way up. He worked, Tommy. Yes. So, so you he know, did. I think changing the guard, McDaniel's. He's yep. trash. He's out. Uh, give me the Raiders. I'll take that. Look for Devontae to have a huge, huge game in that Devontae's game. Devontae's angry. That's not a good place to be. I did also forget. Let me back up real quick, John. My, I didn't my, get traded. I'm mad. You're not traded. You're not traded. You're, you're staying on. You're, I'm you're, here. You're just like Thank Devontae. Uh, Lunazul's shot of the week goes back to the last game, that yes. Saints game. Taysom Hill. That guy has been playing. That's only against the Colts, though. Well, because I apparently don't recognize what the hell he does. But they're playing the Bears, which is even worse. So he's going to come out, but he's put up fourteen to eighteen points. Matt Abrams will recognize what he does. I think he's going to have his hands full. I do. Taysom Hill is a he's a hybrid tight end. When he goes in the game, sometimes he does this. He does it all. He can run it, throw it. Sometimes he does. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. Anyway, that's my Lunas will shout out. Swiss Army knife. Eagles host the Cowboys. That's a good one coming up this weekend. Three point favorites of the Eagles lay the. Three, give me Philly, a non-believer right now, still in Dallas, Brent. I think this game's going to end in a push in this game. I think this game ends up 27-24 Eagles. That's your matchbox 20. I'm st- it's my matchbox 20, Johnny. Push. I tell you that I think, uh, it, but again, I think it's Dallas has been playing really good lately, too. So you got to watch out for that. But Philly, they haven't put it all together this year. But I think they're starting to get it going. I think, and, and just for my just disliking of the Cowboys, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fly high. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah, I mean, Phillies are... Philly is the best team in the league. Seven and one, looking good. Dallas, I'm just not sold on them yet. Like I know they've looked good the last couple of weeks. Don't forget the Giants put a beat down on them, or the uh, 49ers. I mean, put a beat down on them. Now the 49ers are struggle bust. So yes, they are. Um, I like games in Philly. I like Philly. I'll, I'll lay those three. Lashley Bourbon Locks, Lunazul Tequila Shots. How about the Bengals and the Bills? Oh, how that looks. Remember what happened a year ago, last time these two teams Massacre met. Massacre in the snow. Well, and then you had the DeMar Hamlin thing that going too. on, too. So that was uh, that was happening right there. I I look at it this way. The Bengals are one-point favorites. I think now we have seen the, the Phoenix, and this is a horrible analogy, rising here in terms of Cincinnati. 
Like everything is getting back on board now. They're going to be like what we expected. I think this for me is an easy lay of the one and give me the Bengals coming up this weekend. Brent? Another tough game, but this is one of those big three, right? They're all nice and separate. You got that Miami game very early. You got the afternoon game with the Cowboys-Eagles, and you got the night game coming in. I, I think it's going to be a close game. But I'm going, to go me, ahead, I'm going to go ahead with uh, Litzy's Bengals since Litzy's going to be there. And I saw they're going to have a stripe-out pattern going on there over there in Cincinnati. So Cincinnati Bengals Litzy. for Litzy. Litzy's such a great guy right there. We love Litzy. What do you got, Tommy S? Yeah, it looks like uh, Joe Burrow is finally healthy. That, that cap's not bothering me anymore. The Bengals seem to be back. Got a big win last week on the road in San Francisco. True that. I'm rolling with you guys. Who day? Who day? All right, Jets and Chargers. Holy crap. I don't like any of this right here. No, the Jets are right now on a mission. They're on a mission to see if Aaron Rodgers can back up his word and be good to go by the time they're in it late in the season. No way. Which is funny. There's no That's Achilles, way. Man. That's a year. I, I want to see it, though. I kind of, I mean, I don't want to say that. I don't want to see anybody get injured, but I would like to see him try it, I guess. If he so, can do it, he's the wizard. So. Chargers are three-point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and take that three. Give me the Jets, Brent. God, I never would have thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd be agreeing with you on You're that. You're propelled, aren't you? I am propelled, and I will tell you what. <laughs> not only is Aaron Rodgers going to be back this year, he's going to be back and do yeah. some. He's going to do some damage to him. The dude's kind of superhuman. He may do damage, but it I may be to something else. You can't yeah. tell. But he is. You see him throw it out on the field. I mean, he's out there. He's going to be back there. He's going to prove everybody wrong. So, just for that reason alone, I think I think the Chargers win at 21-20, but I'm going to take those three points. We'll get the cover. Maybe get the loss, but give me the Jets He'll as be well. okay until his foot falls off. <laughs> Let me slide out of the pocket here. Oh, wait a minute. My foot fell off. Rodgers might be one of those guys that plays like Brady until he's like 45. You never yeah. know. He's in such good health. Yep. So, well, not right now, obviously. What but kind of drugs and medications my man on? We can't speak about like that on air. Yes, we can. <laughs> oh, we can. Uh, a lot of them. We certainly can he, a lot. Hey, he likes to do, he likes to go out and do these uh, retreats. I guarantee you that dude's been out at the Joshua tree before. Well, sure, he's seen There's several no Joshua way. trees. So. <laughs> <laughs> seen Joshua trees that weren't real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tommy, yes, did you take your shot at this game? Did I miss it? I have not yet. Um, you know, the, the Chargers are kind of disappointing this year. As powerful as I thought they were going to be. And they always are. That's just kind of their are. deal. They're a letdown team. They're going against a Jets defense that's pretty darn good. I think Herbert is my fantasy quarterback. He's kind of struggled this year. He's going to struggle this game. I will actually take the Jets and wow. the three points. We're all three on the Jets. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I scary. Think we're we're such losers. Game, I think we pretty one. much have. All right, Colts and Panthers. Uh, Colts have just, oh, gosh. You look back at the Browns game, certainly. You look at last week against the Saints. Let me tell you this. Last year against the Commanders, and then luckily it didn't happen for them. It was, uh, it was Heineke and not Carson Wentz. Uh, the shot down, if you remember, the Colts here a year ago. And we're about the anniversary where Frank Wright got canned. So if the Colts go into Carolina and give up win number two to Frank Reich and Bryce Young in Carolina, that will be a low point of the season. There's no way they can do that. I really don't want to talk about it. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Lay the two-and-a-half. My larceny bourbon lock of the week, 22-18. Colts over the Panthers. I have really no idea why I did that just from in terms of man if they lose this game what a mess that's going to be to talk about on Monday I don't want to it is you know and and, and it's it's kind of odd that I, I look at this game and you've got to love the Colts right you got to love the Colts in this situation Carolina just won their first game last week 
But I don't see it. I think Carolina's going to go in. I think they're going to upset them. I think they're well, going. It's going to be a tough game. Regardless. Adi Sharaf, their play-by-play man, told me yesterday that Bryce Young may be primed to have a breakout game. And considering they got Tommy S. and you in the secondary to the Colts, this might be it on Sunday. So I hope I'm wrong on this one, John. But well, I'm going to take I, I don't the home be dog because I don't want to talk about this crapola on Monday. So I'm kind of I'm angling for me, for me in the career, and for me on paper. Here. I'm rooting for you, but I'm yes. going to bet on Carolina. Give me Carolina by the hook plus three. Tommy S. Yeah, it's one of those ugly games we talked about that's happening this week. The Colts are so devastated with injuries on defense, giving up tons of points. Going against Bryce Young, maybe this is the game they can get. You know, going. They got one right to see Adam Thielen. They got, they got your guy. They got Adam Thielen, my You're dude a from big Minnesota. Fan. He's looking good this he's year too. He's got zero drops this year because the dude's got glue for hands. He does. I miss him up there, but yeah. Jordan Addison, thank you. He stepped in, but I'm going <laughs> to take. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to roll with them. Let's go, horse. Let's get that. Because you don't want to have to have me talk about losing to Frank Reich. I just want happy on people Monday. in my bar on Sunday. <laughs> can you tell? Are they very unhappy patrons when the Colts win? You or can, lose, I should say. You can tell when, when the Colts win, it's a party downtown. When they lose, it's kind of somber. Yeah. People, they drink either way because they're happy or they're sad. But, you know, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll take the happy drunk. That's right. We like the happy. Tommy, yes, what you got coming up in your place? Oh, let's see here. We've got we've got all the action, all the sports action this weekend. Uh, college action, got college basketball. Yes, you Austin. do. Right. Indiana Hoosiers playing. The Purdue Boilermakers are playing. Uh, all the football action Sunday and uh, December sixteenth. My birthday. It's your birthday. It did. That's our birthday. We turned twenty years old. Oh, Holy wow. crap! You're I'm just, not twenty. You're I'm just older. a year or two older. Than I'm that. older than that. You're 20, twenty years old. Huh? 20, coaches will have been here twenty years. That's awesome. In December. Wow. So we're throwing a big uh, party. We got. Toys for Tots in the house. We're going to have auctions. Raffles. You want me to jump out of a cake for you in my G-string? No, I do. No, 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 John. I, I, no? Want, I want no. the crowd to stay. <laughs> uh, we'll have, Mar- have Marines on site. Um, come on in. We're giving away tickets, raffle off tickets, um, drink specials. So it's, just, it's a celebration. I bet you'd be packed out the door if I jumped out of a cake in my grape smugglers. Man, this place would be looking like a desert. Can you know it would be? be and that up same day, that same day is loaded with action. You got Kansas coming to Bloomington, play the Hoosiers. What do you think's popping out of that cake? Loaded with action too, buddy. And the Watermakers are taking on the uh, Arizona. Oh, the, the Wildcats yeah. over at Gamebridge that day. So that's loaded up action, right man. there. Wow. So we're, we're having an action-packed day, but uh, December sixth. Hey, we're here. We get all the games. Happy get, birthday to us all! Yeah. Yes, December is going to be a great month. Looking forward to well it. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. I know, it's, I know it's only November 2nd, so November is going to be great. Pre-planning, though. Gotta people are going to write it down right, right here. Right. Got to get it on the books. Absolutely. What do you got going before a break? Hey, I, I got a lot of – I'm sitting next to two legends right here, so I'm just honored to be here. We got uh, all kinds of good stuff going on with Heaven Hill, too. Tommy, yes, I know you're a Bob Knight guy, too. Um, yes. Right? And uh, we've been talking about that. We will again coming up in just a little bit, too. And uh, certainly – And thank you for your opening. That really, that really reflect, made me reflect on memories of watching IU basketball yeah. as a kid. I got to see the 81 championship, the 87 yep. championship, watch it with my dad. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. brought back all the good memories of, Same of here, the Bob Knight I think days. about my grandparents all the time. I miss my my grandparents so much, and they I were such too. a big part of you know watching IU basketball, watching the Bob Knight show on Channel 4 every yes. week. So. Yep, absolutely. So the general, general will be missed. No doubt about that. Tommy, yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. Brent, thank here. you. You absolutely. guys will be back coming up in just a bit, too. On the other side, Kevin Harlan of CBS and TNT will join us. I watched a game today in 2000. It was IU upsetting, both in the top 25, IU upsetting Michigan State at Assembly Hall. And uh, Kevin Harlan was on that call. I believe it was Kevin Harlan and John Sunvold. 
on the call for CBS. Kevin's going to join us coming up on the other side. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Oil Tequila Shots on a Thursday, Week 9, Coach's Tavern downtown. We would love to see you for the free samples here. Plus, a lot of reflection on the passing at the age of 83 of legendary IU head coach Bob Knight. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey, welcome back. We're at Coach's Tavern downtown. Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Thursday, week number nine. Our picks up now. Disagree, agree, what have you. Um, and Brent Alverson rejoined coming up in a bit. Mark Patrick's going to join us at 5 o'clock today. Uh, and Ryan Carr coming up at 530. Uh, and obviously, a lot of this show has been... Uh, built around talking and reflecting on the life and the effect that Bob Knight had on all of us around here. And you're going to say, well, it's not all of us. I pretty much feel secure. Thank you, Brent, that when I say all of us, it's pretty much around here, all of us. We talked to Brian Evans a little bit earlier, of course, the former Big Ten Player of the Year out of Terre Haute South, played in the NBA uh, you could tell he was incredibly emotional when he joined the show back in hour number one. Dusty May, a Florida Atlantic, their head coach, was a one-time manager for Bob Knight uh, back at IU. And Dusty joined us in the 3 o'clock hour as well. And I just I, I wanted to bring this because I thought I had a, a rather unique perspective. And that perspective is this was the first sports that I, I truly and thoroughly enjoyed was you know IU basketball and Coach Bob Knight, and that was handed off to me by my grandparents. And it's interesting, whenever I think about Bob Knight and IU basketball, especially in those years, for example, I brought up 1975. I was five years old. But, you know, 75 all through the 1980s as I was growing up, it was a rite of passage that that is what you're watching. That was a part of your fabric during the season. And, um, it, I mean, it, it, you heard Dusty May talk about making out a schedule in the state of Indiana and making sure that you didn't schedule it on top of a Bob Knight coached basketball game on that particular night. It, it just did. And I completely understand if some of you out there, if you're younger, you don't, thoroughly understand it you don't really understand it and, and that's why we're here you know, to help educate you on that and then i know that there are some out there that say well you know you got to talk about the good and the bad and there's no doubt you do doesn't mean you have to talk about that today but i mentioned to brian evans this and he lived it he was in it and i will always have a great deal of respect for those that were actually inside the program went through the program, and were a part of it. We have more than a handful of friends of this show that have gone through that. And I, I, I'm just, I'm first to tell you, I would have cried like a little baby 
I mean, I, yeah, I thought I was tough, right? We all think we're tough, and then you get in that situation, and then not so much. So I would have cried like a little baby. I, I know that. So I always give respect to those that have been through and certainly lasted in that program and especially made themselves better as a basketball player. And Brian Evans is one hell of an example of that. But I kind of wanted to give this perspective to you today from a human side and somebody that's actually lived it. As I mentioned, that's, that's how I grew up. That was a part of my fabric. And along the way, there was a great deal of good and there was negative. And I was like a lot of you out there that would defend, defend, defend. Now, when I get older and I do a job like this, you become a little bit jaded. You become a little bit jaded, maybe not as much as a fan. I always explain to you in terms of me being a fan that I I can be a fan for Indiana State, for Eastern Green, and for the Reds, but everything else I kind of got to keep on a balanced, like even plane, if you will, uh, for the sake of what I do. So that gets you a little bit jaded. But there is nothing that has been more vividly in memory in my life than Bob Knight and IU basketball. And there will never, ever be anything like that around here. And I'm talking about you know, the, the good and the bad. Like I, I saw on social media a little bit earlier today where some people are upset because, you know, you had stories that have been written. Jake, by the way, Jake Query of Query and Company has a great story about it in reflection that you can find on our website. And I just think I come at you from the unique perspective of it being in the fabric of my life. And most of you out there listening, you went through the same thing. Seriously, we're all in the same family in terms of that. Now, if you moved in here, if you're not from here, if you're a little bit younger, you may not fully understand. And you certainly won't understand when I tell you that there will never be something like that again in the state of Indiana. Everybody basically lived on every word and phrase of Bob Knight. And I've talked about this. Carving out time every single week, every single game, every single week for the Bob Knight show. You know, you just can't wait to see what he says next, you know, good or bad. And that was a significant part of growing up for me. And that, that no longer is there, and that is a tremendous void. I mean, it really is. I mean, in terms of, of growing up and things that you know, and I often tell you this, um, we, we really do embrace much more what we did growing up because we didn't have that responsibility of being an adult. It's not like that there are fewer things to be happy about as an adult. You just don't get the same amount of time to score your adult touchdown, do your touchdown dance. I know I sound like parenthood right here. I'm not trying to quote it, but you don't have time to celebrate it before you're on to the next thing. When you're young, when you're growing up with sports, you have time to do that. And it is much more vivid and much more profound and will always be that way. And I also mentioned that when I was growing up, I watched a lot of these games with my grandparents. And if there was something that I could snap my finger and have back today, it would be my grandparents. If I could talk to somebody, you know, one last time, it would be my grandparents. I miss them a great deal. And 
a lot of my sports enjoyment, because we had three channels where I grew up, was watching IU basketball and watching Bob Knight coach IU basketball when I was young, and it was with my grandparents. So just all the, this flood of incredible memories. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you is you didn't necessarily have to be a part of the team. You didn't necessarily have to go through the program to be coached up, you know, to be a manager, you know, to cover. It's weird. Like the only thing I ever covered really of the Bob Knight era was his 2000 firing, which was so incredibly surreal. I vividly remember that to this day. I mean, a Raiders game going on over at the Dome, and that wasn't going well. And then, you know, once you went over to IUPUI where this was taking shape, that wasn't going well either. It was, to this day, incredibly surreal. And, you know, those are the types of memories that will live with you forever. But again, mostly in terms of basketball they're incredible memories that have been, been shared with family and friends. So that's what I think about today. And again, you, you haven't had to be a part of the program, you know, to coach it, to play in it, to be a manager in it, to have covered it. We've had some great people around here, including our late great friend Robin Miller, who has uh, long time covered IU basketball and covered Bob Knight. Bill Benner you know, has been a part of that beat as a columnist and a writer as well. We have a lot of friends around here that have done that, and I have not had the consistent pleasure of doing so. But I have lived it, and you know we have lived it together, and that's what makes it so important on a day like today to be able to reflect to those moments. Because even with the negativity that you have, more times than not, I would guarantee you this, you're going to find you know, those moments to where you knew exactly where you were when something was going down. You knew exactly where you were when something was happening. And we have far few of those times as we grow older and we adult and we mature. And those are the moments that I'm talking about today. And those are the moments I feel secure because, again, that's how I grew up. I grew up in it. I grew up a part of it. So we've been sharing that today. We can if you like at 239-1070 as well. I haven't taken any phone calls today. I haven't really thought about taking any phone calls today. I just kind of wanted to, to speak on how I felt because, again, I've been around this market for 19 years. Yesterday was the, the start of the 19th year of me doing my own show here, which is incredible. I started back in, in November 1 of 2004 doing my own show, and there are a lot of things that I've learned around here, and that, that is one. I don't often, hopefully, try to tell you something that I don't know or try to convey something I don't know, but I've always been 100% honest with you, and I love to bring people on the show that have had that particular experience, and that's what today is about, whether it's Brian Evans or Dusty May or Mark Patrick coming up here at 5 o'clock or Ryan Carr coming up here at 5.30. I just think that this is important. And again, this is not overstating it, or this is not hyperbole. You will never have an era of anybody that was as meaningful for so many years, for decades, as we saw. Multiple decades. Nobody more meaningful to the state of Indiana than Bob Knight was. You will never see that again. Tommy S. can join us on the other side. Maybe Kevin Harlan. I don't know where Kevin is right now. We'll look. 
See if we can find him before Mark Patrick joins us. Mark Patrick, who has had a number of interviews with Bob Knight over the years, the Indiana Broadcasting Hall of Famer, going to join us at the top of the hour. I mentioned Ryan Carr is going to be here as well. We're live at Coach's Tavern. We are downtown. Can't wait to talk with you. If you guys want to jump on board, you certainly can, but I would love to see you. Larsley Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week number nine of the NFL, and more incredible reflection on what is an emotional day for a lot of people there, and we understand that here on this station. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey, we're back live at Coach's Tavern today. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. Mark Patrick, the Indiana Broadcast Hall of Famer, is going to join me coming up at the top of the hour. Ryan Carr, the player personnel director and uh, former scout for the Pacers, who at one time, and the reason why he ended up in Bloomington was because he wanted to be a manager for Bob Knight. He has a unique story. He's going to join us coming up at 5.30 today. You know, I didn't mention this, didn't get into a lot of it, and I'm sure the Pacers are happy about that. What an absolute woeful performance that was last night. I know a lot of you didn't get a chance to watch it because of the continued Bally Sports fiasco. At some point, at some point, the Pacers themselves will have to address this. It can't keep going like this. Now, you sidestep it from last night because last night was such a basketball mess. I mean, an absolute disaster that I'm sure if you didn't get it, you're probably glad you didn't get a chance to watch it. However, you're still paying for it, and you should be pissed about that. You should think that's a joke. And I know that it's not the Pacers' fault, but it is their product that has been left in limbo. That is the issue to get, and it's their fan base that's paying for the lack of service and paying for a pain in the ass. Going to have to step up. At some point, you're going to have to step up. Pacers get the Cavaliers coming up tomorrow night. Just down the street here from coaches at Gambridge Fieldhouse. Let me tell you what. Make up for something right here. How about that demolition by the Celtics last night? I Honestly, and I think defense sucks, and I don't like to play it, but I don't know if I've ever seen as bad a defense as that effort last night. That was simply put, not being competitive. That was not being competitive. And I also understand if you told me last night, hey, this doesn't look like a 45-win team. Last night, that didn't look like a one-win team. That was awful and embarrassing. When Schuler's spreadable cheeses, the spreadability throughout central Indiana right now the official sponsor inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Original cheddar, sharp cheddar, bacon and cheddar, and pepper jack. Win Schuler's spreadable cheeses. Again, the official sponsor inside the lounge via YouTube Live and the ride with JMV. Grab that today. Brett Halverson, our betting analyst, rejoins us right now, too. Um, 
on a Bob Knight conversation and reflection we've been having. Of course, week nine of the NFL. J-Law's right there. Everybody packing the place here. Edge Coach's Tavern downtown. Such a great staple. Look at this place. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's your normal Thursday in here, but it's it not is. your normal Thursday in terms of conversation. It really isn't. Yeah. You know, we talked to I me, mean, man, there's, it's just a, it's a somber day for uh, Hoosier fans and for, for basketball fans all around the country, you know. And, you know, we didn't even talk to, there was a little, what about the, the, the World Series last night, huh? Texas Damn. Rangers coming through. A first-time winner, huh? first time the way, winner. right there. That was cool. I, uh, actually Shout out to our good friend Conrad Brunner. Well, I used to work with, uh, who was still a big Rangers fan. He was a Rangers fan because I want to say did the Washington Senators turn into the Texas Rangers back in the day. I think he started as a Washington Senators fan. But that was a big moment for the Rangers, their first ever in franchise history World Series championship. Impressive. That was impressive. And I, you know, Chris I actually. Bochy's the man, too, by the way. He is a man. Came yeah. back for one year and had this vision and. You get, uh, I mean, God, Seager, they, they just look good. You know, they were they were held without a hit for six innings, and yep. all of a sudden they open that just explode. Gate, yeah, and they just explode. And they're a fun team to watch. And again, I I wouldn't have thought, you know, you put the two hundred lost teams in the past couple of years there in the in the World Series, and you're not looking at teams like the Orioles and the Dodgers and uh, the Braves and, yeah. and the Rays. Everybody that you thought would be there, they weren't. But I will tell you, I, w- I was on the uh, positive side of winning some money on those no, Rangers. That's, there's so. nothing wrong with that. The that positive was, uh, side on winning money. Good. That was a good thing. So, but yeah, hats off to the uh, Rangers. First time in the uh, history there. So, that was good. So, yep, some money on the Rangers. Although, I think when the television numbers come back, the reflection will not be that great. I saw the numbers. They were the lowest in, uh, I think it was yeah. 16 years or something yeah. like that. And then you look back and see... That's you know, just, probably, and I'm not a believer in you've got to have the major markets, but yeah, it, it, um, that and the way that it ended and the fact that, you know, you had you know, the game, um, what the game, what was it, game four was a blowout, right? Was that the 10-0 blowout at the start and then? Yes, because uh, Arizona yeah. won and then uh, they won the game two. Well, they won they, game they, two they, and then they, they, they had got blowouts. blown out. They didn't, yeah, the, the competition in the latter portion of that series really wasn't there. It wasn't there so, at all. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, and look what, I mean, again, Texas, they went 11-0 on the road in the postseason. That, by the way, has never been done. That has never been done. I mean, they really just had it going. So, again, you know, hats off to him. You're right. Bruce Bochy, man. He, he just, Wherever he goes, He's just man. a cool, cool guy. It was his fourth World Series ring. So, that yeah. was uh, pretty cool to hit. For that him, is impressive so. right there. All right, uh, anything else we're going to talk about here? We're talking about coaches, talking about week number nine, game tonight, games this weekend, the product. What do you got? You know, I, hey, we can always talk about product, and we got some great things coming out. We've got our, uh, some of our allocated items, John, coming up, so be on the lookout for Parker's Heritage, 10-year-old Rye coming out. Got our old Fitzgerald, also a 10-year-old coming it. out. And we got some good stuff out there. And, and again, I think I brought it up uh, maybe a few weeks ago, but uh, Heaven Hill 7-year-old Bottle and Bond is now officially off allocation and available everywhere. So keep your eyes open for that because that is some really good juice and a great gift to give for the upcoming holiday season. As you can see right now inside the Windshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge, I'm enjoying a Deep Eddie Vodka Bloody Mary, correct? You are. I like the switch up here. You just uh, switch gears a little bit. The Bloody Mary is like a meal to me. It is. It's it's good for it's good hydration. You get all your vegetables all right in there, all in one. It's like a meal. It's, it's like yeah, I'm doing some good right it's here. It's a gift this. that keeps on giving, John. So Brent Alverson, our betting analyst, right there. Quick break. We'll come back. Yeah. Speaking of legendary, um, I used to work with him. That's how I got my start. It's how I got my name. It is the reason why I'm here right now, going into a 19th year. He is an Indiana broadcast Hall of Famer. 
You have known him from Wish TV Channel 8, from the Hoosier Lottery, from RTV 6, from Bob and Tom, from the MLB Network, from Sirius Satellite Radio. He was on ESPN. Mark Patrick, and so many times and so many interviews with Bob Knight, just some incredible content on the way regarding Bob Knight and his passing from the Hall of Famer, Mark Patrick. Mark joins us coming up next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey, James, crank this up. Would you back in the studio? <laughs> Coaches Tavern downtown, Larcity Bourbon Locks, Lunas, Real Tequila Shots. Thursday, week nine. Our next guest, he is Indiana Broadcasting Hall of Famer. Leave this up to for the legendary Mark Patrick. I, Mark, do you recognize this song? Yeah, is this the all request show? <laughs> Hello. All requests Saturday yeah, night with JMV. What would you like to hear? Uh, yes, yeah, it's Jim. <laughs> I, I'd like. Uh, could you? Uh, my my uncle passed away. I wondered if you could play Freebird. <laughs> yes, I can. Because I just I I just ate a uh, I just ate a taco and I need some time to myself. So yes, Freebird would be would be great. Hey, it is the people don't know the pleasure of uh, working with you when I would come in in the afternoon. And it's like, ah, what'd you have for lunch, JMV? (laughs) Well, you used it, and I think that's one of the reasons why you did some of those at home because I ate tuna every day. Remember, I ate tuna and like cheese flavored pretzels, and you didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The the line. The line "Morning, ladies" was uh, uh, uttered more than once. <laughs> well, it was a very close friend of ours that described me as, "If it stinks, he will eat it." Mm. <laughs> so, yes, I know what you're talking about. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. So I hear you're back up here often. Well, I'm visiting. Yes. But, I mean, you are, you're, you're hanging around while visiting, though, correct? Well, you know, I got some family issues. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Hey, and uh, Drew, everything's going well with Drew. I'm in uh, constant communication with Drew. So he, is he kind of, is he doing what you did? And, and trying to mold a pitcher in the basement like you did? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm urging him to raise hitters. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what's weird. So my son is a runner, which is incredibly odd. I always looked at running as punishment. So he runs. But uh, my daughter plays basketball. Yeah. So that's weird. I, well, you know, I've seen their photos, and uh, 
it's weird to see a, uh, a member of the Vincent family that's so thin. <laughs> you know what? I got to introduce her to you sometime. You would love it. <laughs> she is uh, very outgoing. She is a, uh, a fun. She is a fun girl. Fun to be had by all. So, I mean, she loved to hang out and, and talk. So you would, you would dig it. Uh, Mark Patrick, who is the Indiana Broadcasting Hall of Famer, joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. We talked a little bit earlier today, Mark. Um, when I think about, you know, interviews and media members with Bob Knight during that, that era, I most often think about you. It seemed like that you were always the go-to for that first, that exclusive interview. And I was always kind of curious how that evolved and and obviously your thoughts on the passing at the age of 83 from Bob Knight. Um, I think that no matter what your um, particular area of expertise was, that he had to develop a trust with you. And once once he did that and you didn't do anything to betray that trust, you were you were golden with him, you know. Um, I, I think that people who who didn't do that or who he felt like uh, were using him to their advantage for whatever reason, uh, that's who didn't sit well with him. And so, uh, you know, I mean, he knew what he could tell me and could tell me that I wasn't gonna, you know, use it. And he knew what to tell me when he wanted something out there, you know, or his side. So uh, I, I think we kind of had that mutual understanding through the years and, and uh, both appreciated it. Hey, Mark, I've always wondered this, and I don't think I ever asked you, how did you, how did you earn that trust? Um, I, I just think it was kind of over uh, – a time period, you know, that he, um, I think he always actually respected people that didn't fear him. Um, and once, uh, you know, I think being on, on Bob and Tom early, uh, actually was a great thing because he was a huge Bob Tom fan. So, uh, when when I did things on there, um, I remember going to a, a practice uh, early in the 90s uh, when I was at Channel 8, and uh, I had been doing uh, Lou, Lou Henson on Bob and Tom. I'd been calling in as Lou Henson uh, because he had, it was right around the time that he, you may remember this, when he said, uh, Bob Knott's just a, he's just a big bully. That's all he is. He's just a classic bully. And so um, I was, you know, I called in and was doing stuff. And then like a day later, I was in my Channel 8 hat and we go down there uh, to get some sound. And he's standing there and, and, you know, it was kind of just classic coach night that you were going to wait an hour or two from the time you were supposed to talk to him before he would talk to you. And so uh, practice actually started and we hadn't done the interview that we were supposed to. Uh, 
and I'm, it's getting tight because I got to get back to do the five and six. And so I'm just standing there on the end uh, line and he's there. He's standing with all the assistant coaches and they just keep, keep looking at me. And uh, so he walks, he finally walks over and he says, uh, uh, yeah, we're really curious uh, who the hell is doing Henson uh, on Bob and Tom. And I said, well, uh, I, I am. And he, and he just, he just, you know, looks no response, just looks a hole through me. And then he goes, that's the funniest JDS I've ever heard. And, and starts, starts laughing. And, uh, he goes, what do you need? And, you know, then it was that, but it was just that, that kind of thing. I think he was just seeing whether I'd tell him the truth or not, you know? Yeah. So I, that, that, that's cool too. I, Mark Patrick joins us, the, uh, broadcasting hall of famer of the state of Indiana on the Andy Moore automotive group hotline. I I'm just presuming this and you can tell me if I'm wrong and, you know, describe what was the best interview or the best time you ever had with him. I just, I assume because you had that exclusive when he was fired and that will go down in history as one of the, the great interviews in the state of Indiana, certainly you know, regarding, regarding Indiana sports was that the one that you always remember, or was it another time? Um, yeah, I mean, that was probably the most memorable because of the circumstances. And um, and I told him up front, I said, look, I, I've got to – I've got to ask you some, some tough questions here because I said I can't – you know, I, I just can't do a, hey, let's, let's go down memory lane type thing. Um, and retain any kind of integrity. So, you know, I, I want to touch on some of that because the accomplishments have been incredible, but you're, you know, you've been fired here for reasons and we need to talk about it. And I said, I also will tell you up front, I got a copy of your contract, you know? And so I'm, I'm going to ask you about a couple of things in that. Because I didn't think it was fair uh, to spring that on him without giving him a chance to think about it. Um, so he said, uh, yeah, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, okay. So that's, yeah. So it ended up, it ended up being uh, really good, I thought, and, and uh, it something was. I've always been proud of. You know, and it, it, was it ever a struggle for you? when you interviewed him to get out of him what you wanted? Yeah, you know, because sometimes he just didn't want to do it. <laughs> and and so, um, I mean, there were a couple times I can remember um, being down there and, um, you know, you go – you, you travel a long way to get there and then you got to rush back yeah. and then you're, you're always behind. And, um, I remember one time he put us off so long that I had to call and, uh, Dennis Goins, the basketball hall of famer was my photographer. 
and we had to call ahead and have a satellite truck meet us in Martinsville so that I could do the five and six. Um, and, but, you know, there were times he would, sometimes he would just decide he wasn't going to do it. And I, yeah. it didn't matter how long we'd, we'd, we'd stayed there and waited for him. I finally said, okay, well, if you're not going to give us anything today, we, we, we really got to get back. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, I mean, literally would start packing things up and then he'd walk back out there and say, okay, let's go. And, and then those, those would usually end up being the very best stuff that we would ever get. So, you know, if you could get him engaged, cause we did a couple specials through the years and if you could get him engaged, it, it was phenomenal. You know, the storytelling and the, and the insight and the absolute spectacular recall that he had, you know, he would, he would say, uh, yeah, we were, uh, uh, I remember that game in 76, we were in Minnesota and we were down four and uh, there was two thirty-two left in the, in the half. And, uh, and I'm going, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we, we'd look back at the tape and it would be, he would be exactly right. There'd be two thirty-two left in the half when he stood up and you know, he, he says, I, you know, I said to Scotty at that point, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Wow. You did. Is he a, <laughs> Is he the greatest quote of all time? Um, I guess. I mean, just at the. I mean, it, certainly a top fiver. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was never less than entertaining to be in those NCAA press conferences um, because you always had guys you know, generally East coast guys that wanted to make a name for themselves by asking some kind of question that got a response out of them. And, you know, when they would do that, all the Indiana guys, you know, we would just be in the back row of those press conferences and we would duck, you know, it's like, okay, here we go. Uh, you know, just stuff like, oh, yeah, coach, uh, we, we were wondering why you, uh, you didn't go, why you didn't press, uh, you didn't press with uh, five minutes left when you were down ten. Uh, why? Why not press there? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you if you ever ask him a, a basketball strategy question, forget. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I I was always told, and I never had the opportunity, Mark. But I was always told that it was always Bob and not Bobby. Oh yeah, I yeah, told and that. and. That was the other thing. They would preface, uh, yeah, Bobby, uh, you, uh, you, you set the, you, you set down, uh, uh, it was weird, uh, we thought, uh, but Bobby, you, uh, you didn't play, uh, Calvert Cheney, uh, for 10 minutes. He'd gotten, he'd hit his last five shots and then he sat down and you, uh, Bobby, you didn't play him for 10 minutes. So we wonder why you didn't do that. <laughs> that went over well. Yeah, yeah, that would that would always go over well. So, Mark Patrick, who is the Indiana Broadcast Hall of Famer, uh, you know him. Wish, Who's Your Lottery, Bob and Tom, uh, WNDE, you know him obviously. RTV Six hosted videos back in the day. I'm incredibly jealous 
of that stint hosting videos that you did back in the mid-1980s. Sirius Satellite Radio, MLB Network. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Did he ever get pissed at you? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, there was a there was a, a time that um, after that interview aired, he didn't like uh, what I somebody from the back when the star was uh, actually a newspaper and had different get this. They had different reporters for different subjects. No way, really. That? Shocking. And so uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it was Mark Allen, who was a tremendous writer, had done an interview with me uh, because the, the, the interview I had done with Coach Knight on his firing had gotten such a, a big reaction. So he, was, he, he had called and was asking me some stuff about that, and he wrote an article in The Star about it. And uh, Coach Knight took offense at something I had said in that article. And I think it kind of more goes back toward, um, um, you know, what we said about he didn't want to feel like uh, you were using him for your own good or publicity or whatever. And so I think he felt like, and it, you know, I, I, while, while the quote was, uh, what I said, it it also didn't quite capture how I said it, you know, because it was in black and white rather than in audio. And so I said, well, you know, here. so I talked to him and I said, well, here's how I said it. And if that still bugs you, then that's fine. That's your prerogative. But I said, I, I think you came off looking pretty good. So I, I don't know if I've ever asked you, Mark Patrick joins us. Did you grow up an IU fan? And I know you graduated high school, Brownsburg, 1977, basketball player. Um, I didn't know if you grew up an, an IU fan or not. And then what night got there in 71. So I was assuming you probably thoroughly enjoyed 76 and the unbeaten season. But did you start? Did you grow up an IU basketball fan, Mark? Well, when I was really young, I was huge Purdue because of Rick, yeah. because of Rick Mount. Sure, yes. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I love those teams. Uh, Rick Mount and Billy Keller and Herm Gilliam. And when he was a healthy, big Chuck Davis in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, George Faber before he was selling windows. Yes, he and, was. Uh, and he does. Larry, yes. Larry Weatherford uh, from Evansville coming off the bench. But, you know, I, I love those Purdue teams. I think those are the greatest uniforms of all time, that, that era they were. Uh, when they had uh, the gold top and the black shorts. And, and you know, Indiana, um, it just didn't seem like they were on TV as much when I was really young. And then um, when Coach and I arrived, you know, everything. I loved George McGinnis and Steve Downing and in high school. And so when they both decided to go to IU, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that makes it really interesting for me. And uh, even Dave Shepard, who I saw at Costco the other day, uh, went there before he transferred to Ole Miss. Uh, it's like, how many, how many Mr. Basketballs do you see wandering Costco? Well, I mean, how many Shepherds do you see wandering Costco as well? Yeah, well, there's A that. lot. 
Yeah, a lot. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, so then, you know, then the IU kind of became interesting to me. Um, and the only unfortunate part of that was we had a high school coach. And, oh, by the way, this was virtually every high school coach in the late 70s thought he was Bob Knight. No, so, no doubt about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, while I enjoyed the team, the IU teams, you know, tremendously and, and, you know, with what we ended up being able to do for a living, you know, actually getting to know those guys. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's pretty, that was pretty special. Um, but that, yeah, the downside was the, the high school coaching thing. <laughs> Yes. All I hey, I um I remember playing at the old uh uh university middle school. I was playing an ex- exhibition game and Pat Pat Knight was playing for Bloomington North at the time and we and I think this was like late spring or early summer one year in the mid 80s and um the coach whoever's coaching Pat was just mild-mannered, you know, and just soft-spoken at the beginning. And then uh, Bob Knight walked in to watch Pat play, and things <laughs> changed dramatically, like right there. <laughs> like it was incredible the change that he all of a sudden he's stomping and yelling and screaming during just kind of a, an exhibition pickup type of thing. So you're right. Well, I mean that happened. The, the that general, happened most of the, the time. General, the general came here today to watch <laughs> me coach. <laughs> it was uh, it was noticeable. Yeah, I definitely will uh, will say that. So, Mark Patrick, who is the broadcast Hall of Famer here, Indiana Broadcasting Hall of Famer on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I'm curious, before I let you go here, uh, outside of Bob Knight and what we're talking about here, when is the, um, is this the anniversary of the Hoosier Lottery television show? October 28th was, yeah. Okay. What, what year was that, Mark? Started in... 1989. God dang. Man. Mm-hmm. I had bangs. You did have bangs. Yeah, you I had, had bangs. A, you had a sweet-ass butt cut parted right down the middle, <laughs> kind of like uh, like Steve Alford. Kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, there, was a, there were very few white men alive that weren't trying to have their hair like Steve Alford in the late 80s. I did. I feathered it on the side all the hey. time, combing, combing the back pocket. I, you know, remember that chart that was in Floyd's Barbershop in Mayberry? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yes. You go in a barbershop in Indiana in the late 80s, it only had one. It just said Alford. <laughs> Off, well, yeah. I got my hair cut at Ward's Barbershop in Bloomington on Walnut Street. That was the only haircut that Ward could do is the Alford right then. Now, the only I one. recall your haircuts were $8. Yes, and $2, you know what? Two dollars is two dollars aside. You made fun of me because I also uh, I put blonde in my hair. I highlighted my hair back yeah. with you. Yeah, you were frosting <laughs> it. You were frosting it. I was frosted back then. You had every every right to make fun of me. And so, you were getting on me because I always wore my headphones. Uh, yeah, on the like side, the, yes. The, yeah, uh, the, the, the part that's supposed to go across the top, I had it in the back. And you go, why do you wear your headphones like that? I said, because I see all these guys that have their hair worn out there. And then <laughs> I, go, I come back to Indiana and, hey, man, it's JMV. Look at this. I got new hair. 
I think about that all the time. Seriously. <laughs> you know how much I think about all the time about this stuff? It, it's incredible. But that is at the top of the list. The bald spot that can, you know, take shape because your headphones sit on top of your head, the crown of your head. You got so much wisdom during the commercial breaks that the, the world missed out on. <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. It, one of these days, you're going to have to come back on. We're going to have to rehash the uh, Bill Poley and Jay Moore conversation. You know that, don't you? Yeah, you're kind of coming up on the anniversary of that, aren't we? Well, that was uh, December of zero one, was it not? Correct, I believe. Was it December? I think so. Okay. I always thought this, this, my favorite part was this. Remember Dave McAnally at 13 framed it yeah. up on their broadcast as uh, then you were taken off the air because yeah. um, our friend Ron came in with me and we hosted the rest of the show and Peyton Manning called in. Peyton Manning yeah. you know, called in and said, hey, I was just driving around. I thought I'd call in. Uh, like, yeah, okay. But you were actually going well, to watch Drew play basketball. Yeah, he had a junior high basketball yes. game. And um, I had it in my contract that if he had a game, I could go. So I did like the first hour or two, and that, and that whole thing happened. And so uh, then I left, and <laughs> yeah, so it it really did. And you know, I mean, part of the intrigue was that we were the Colts station at the time. Yes. So that that made it really awkward because we knew that that was a powder keg, and uh, they were demanding that you know that nothing was replayed and that they wanted the copy of the, the interview and that the, they wanted the only copy. And it was, it was pretty crazy. So Marty Bender confiscated that. And I don't think I ever saw a copy of that again. True story. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw it again, but Mike Chappell taped it sitting at home and he has a, a, a copy of it as well. I, the best story about this, Mark, in closing, and this is regarding Jay Moore and Bill Pulley in, in the greatest radio segment in the history of Indianapolis that happened back in 01, December of 01, on WNDE with uh, Mark as the host of Mark Patrick on Sports. Craig Kelly told me this, and Tom Telesco, who's the general manager of the Chargers, backed it up. He said that Craig, who was the, the media guru, was trying to hang the phone up when Bill and Jay were shouting at one another and Bill yeah. was fighting him off with his forearm and wouldn't let right. him hang it up. Yeah, Craig <laughs> Tom, told me I that. asked Tom Telesco that and he said, yeah, he said, I was in there as an intern and I could not believe what was going on. Okay. Here's, here's a weird follow-up. Mm -hmm. So, so Polian spoke to me after that, but it, our relationship was never the same. Right. But he was, you know, he was he was polite but contrite, uh, very short, and you know, I I never went out of my way to speak with him after that either because I didn't, uh, you know, he was pretty volatile. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so Drew gets drafted out of Stanford, tenth pick overall, signs a contract the next day, uh, starts. Um, 
in the minors and then is in the big leagues within, I think he spent four, four months in the, in the minors. So it's, he's making the day he signed, this is the day he signed. So uh, before he had even played, he signs his contract and then he's going to be, he's going to throw out the first pitch and be introduced at national stadium. So we're standing there uh, in batting practice and I'm behind the batting cage and I look over at the guy next to me and it's Bill Polian. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, this is way out of place. You know, it's like, we don't see each other for five or six years. And then we're standing behind a batting cage in national stadium. And he, he goes, what are you doing here? And I said, well, what are you doing here? (laughs) And he was just there because his, um, his daughter actually lived in Virginia, I think. And so yeah. he, he had brought his grandson to the game. Uh, they were playing the, the Dusty Baker-led Reds at the time. And, uh, yeah, so he was like, he, didn't, he did not realize that Drew was my son. So, um, so that, <laughs> that was kind of cool. So we, after that, yeah. we, were, we were really good. So... Well, you didn't walk down the forbidden hallway to talk to special teams coach Kevin Spencer like you did that one time. Remember when we all got yelled at for that? So, yeah. Yeah, I just say (laughs) hi to a guy because I know him, right? (laughs) It was a forbidden hallway, Mark. (laughs) The forbidden hallway. Come come here. Come here. I want to ask you a couple questions. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hey, it's great talking with you. Let's do it again soon. Um, I talk with uh, Drew all the time, and uh, his his whiskey obviously is killing it right now. But uh, thanks for uh, adding to the show today so much. Is obviously your your content of the past with uh, Bob Knight, Mark, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Get you back on here again soon to talk about some stuff. I appreciate you. Well, I, I hope this doesn't sound too patriarchal, but I've been immensely proud of what you've accomplished um, through the years and, and where you are in the, in the landscape, because it's a very, very tough landscape. So yeah, you, uh, Thank you buddy. and you're sitting on, you're sitting on top of it. I'm proud of it. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, JMB. See you. All right. That's a uh, Mark Patrick out there. That's awesome. That makes me want to cry right there. It does. Quick break. We'll come back. Coach's Tavern downtown, and uh, we'll talk to Ryan Carr next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, I didn't expect that. That uh, got me a little bit misty right there. Thank you, Mark Patrick. That was awesome. I could have done that for a couple of more hours. Could have. Brent Halverson, betting analyst, JMV, Coaches Tavern downtown, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool, Tequila Shots, week nine, and reflection on the life and certainly the impact of Bob Knight here in Indiana with his passing yesterday at the age of 83. Hey, James, is Ryan ready? 
Hey, joining us now via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, he's a been a longtime friend of mine. I've always appreciated his friendship. Uh, he is the, uh, I think, the vice president of player personnel. I always get his title wrong. But uh, the friendship is right there with Ryan Carr of the Pacers. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Did I get that right? Yeah, you, you did, John. I appreciate it. Um, but the title <laughs> is not, not that overly important. Uh, well, I want to make sure I get it accurate. Um, first of all, thank you for coming on here today. Um, your story regarding Bob Knight and his impact on you, I think is different than absolutely anybody else because you didn't grow up around here. I mean, I've talked about growing up around here and the effect that he had on me and families and my intro to sports and loving sports and loving basketball. You, however, weren't from around here, but you thought when you saw Bob Knight, and IU, that you wanted to go to college and you wanted to be a manager for him. How did all that start? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, I was, I, I'm going to try to give you better. This morning I did an interview with Ryan, and I was a, a blubbering fool. Um, so I'm going to try to do better this morning, but it, it's, certainly, okay. it's certainly emotional. Um, so I grew up loving basketball, I, I, you know, just like it, probably any, any kid in Indiana did. Uh, but I was in Seattle, and I knew that I wanted to be a coach. And so I had I had read in a season on the brink. Um, there's a there's a there's a, a snippet in that book that describes what managers do and what uh, you know how they could go on to be coaches and and everything. And, and I was pretty enamored with that. So I wrote letters out to a bunch a bunch of coaches around the country. I would guess 30 letters. That's what I kind of always say. And the, the only guy that wrote me back was Bob Knight. And it wasn't any kind of promise or anything. It was probably a form letter. But, but imagine this. And if you, you, don't, you don't believe in divine providence, um, I do. And this is one reason why. So you, I'm sure you, I know you know exactly where you were during the 1992 Final Four. Uh, I was, yes. Yeah, when they got cheated and lost to Duke, right? Yes. Ted Valentine, so, baby. And then Todd, hey, it's the reason why I love Todd Leary still to this day. Yes. He, he didn't quit. There's no doubt about that. He did not no quit doubt. that game. So two weeks from that loss, Bob Knight is traveling through Seattle on his way to a fishing trip, uh, I believe, in Alaska, which is not unusual. But Bodden basketballs who, who, you know, coach indoors and we use their balls at IU – um, he was he was coming through to, to have dinner with Ed Schindler, who was the president of that company. Ed Schindler, I had never met, but he was the grandfather of a friend of mine uh, who played ball at my high school. Ed Schindler heard I wanted to be a basketball coach and took the initiative to talk to Coach Knight um, about me coming to Indiana. At a, at a dinner, two weeks after that Final Four, Coach Knight, in probably the smallest decision he ever made, told Ed Schindler that Ryan Carr could come and be a manager at Indiana University. I mean, and that wow. that one that one little decision at a at a dinner at some restaurant in Seattle changed the course of my life because not not only did I come here and get to be a part of that for four years, who would have ever thought that? Pat would end up being one of my very best friends, that Nancy would end up being like a second mother to me in college. 
that I would get out of get done with IU and end up being hired to do video for Larry Bird when he uh, when he started coaching the Pacers. There, it, it's so unbelievable, John, and it's so just at the core of of who I am. I can't even really grab words in what in what that one decision did for me and my future family and not it has nothing to do with money or any anything like that but it it put me i mean i just loved hoops man like i could have grown up in green county i would have still sucked but (laughs) but i would have fit in and and yes it's just a it's a you know, and so like I just listened to Mark tell tell you how proud he is of you. Imagine that over the past six or yeah. seven years, as as I've gotten to spend a little bit more time with Coach, and he was retired, and um, have some some different kind of conversations. He says those kinds of things. I'm really proud of you, man. It really means a lot how you treat Pat when as he works for you. Like those those kinds of things are. You can't, you can't buy that stuff. You can't like, no. So I, I, you know, there's, yes. I don't even know where to go with that other than, Oh my word. Like it's just an amazing thing. And I, every single day of, of my life to be a part of all this, to be trained text messages and calls with heroes and people I look up to. And yet I'm included in, it makes no sense to me. Hey, Ryan, it's, it's, as you mentioned, worth more than money. It's worth more than compensation. I mean, it, it, it really is that somebody, and you mentioned what Mark just said to me, made yeah. me incredibly misty because yeah. it's been 19, 19 years. And it, it, um, that part's amazing. And, and your relationship with Bob Knight is, is equally amazing. And, you know what? It's unfortunate that sometimes we truly don't get to the root of of how much this means to us until something like this. And and I tried to explain this, Ryan, from a standpoint of a fan. I grew up as a fan. I didn't really ever covering other other than the fact when he got fired, I was covering that back in 2000. Um, I was just a fan. I grew up a fan, and I knew how much it meant uh, to my family. My grandparents is always a point of emphasis, you know, around my grandparents' house to watch a game, to watch the Bob Knight show on every Sunday and how much, how many good times it was for us. And those are the memories beyond basketball that I have. And those to me, as you mentioned, they're beyond money. It's priceless, those memories. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, just just for me, um, you know, it, 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 it was impossible for me to know what I was being welcomed into, you know, like to, to join, to come to Bloomington in the fall of, of 1992 was, it was, it was indescribable, the, the, you know, how popular he was, how, you know, just all that these guests have talked about today about how every high school coach was wearing the sweater and trying to run the motion offense and wouldn't play zone and all that yeah. stuff is real. So, to the to my kids, and when I try to explain to them what it was that I was fortunate to be a part of and walk into, there's there's nothing that you can equate it to. There's just not. And I agree with with like what you and Brian were talking about. That I can't. I don't see something coming that would 
that would even come close to rivaling rival, rivaling what that was um, to walk out of assembly hall to get on a bus to go to the airport and to have thousands of people just to see you off to go to the airport to play in a game like that it, it was it was just it was larger it was way larger than life and you know he 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 did that like i mean he you know he was one of a kind and and i was talking to brian about just kind of the emotion of of dealing with all this it, but it makes sense because everything that coach did was uh, over a hundred percent whether it was you know going to class whether it was what the guys were doing the players and i i'm the first to say i say to everyone including all the players that i know that i i would never ever put my experience on par with theirs but the coolness about this group of people is they're like, no way, man. Like, you guys, you managers went through all the same stuff. You were right there with us. Like, we needed you, and, and you know, you needed us. Like, it's such a, a cool thing, but it was always at, like, an extreme level. So one of the first things you do as a manager, as a freshman, right, you get no good at jobs. One of the first first things is vacuum in the locker room. The locker room was carpet and I remember the first time doing it, asking, you know, asking one of the senior managers, hey, do I need to make sure the lines go in a, in a certain way, like all straight a certain way? And it's just the feel you walked into this environment where only the, your absolute best was expected. And to, I would say that any, any of the guys that went through this in any way, shape, or form would tell you once they got out of there and and realized in the real world, you know, you can make a mistake and you can, you know, get better from it. And you, there is a little bit of grace here and there. It's one of the biggest advantages all of us have had in life. And I, I, I mean, it's not even, it's not even close. So again, Ryan Carr is the VP of player personnel for the Pacers. Uh, one time he was a manager for the uh, Hoosiers and Bob Knight back in the day on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I, I didn't want to ask you this because I know you guys are tight and I know Pat works within the organization scouting. How's Pat yeah. doing? He's, do, he's doing fine. I got a chance to spend a little time with him this morning, which was good. Um, he's, he's, he's overwhelmed um, with just the outpouring. Um, it's so cool um, to just see people reach out to him and and make sure he's doing okay. And and Pat, I I mean I know I'm his friend, and we've been we've been close friends for a long time. I'm so proud of him for for the way he he has gone through this and supported Karen and Coach. Um, you know, over these past many several months, um, it has been a very a very tough road. I know that I asked him, I was like, is there anything you would like me to say? And he, he said that uh, wanted to make sure, like, thankful for just the, the, the health care workers that do this day in and day out with, with people, particularly Alzheimer's patients that, you know, really struggle. He, he's just yeah. he's in awe of what they do and how they do it. And he, did, he really, his main thing was to say, you know, thank you for the people that are trying to, trying to work on eliminating this disease. Man, I want to thank you for coming on today. You've been a longtime friend of mine. And it's funny, we kind of grew up with uh, the same thoughts in mind. We didn't know one another. Didn't know yeah. one another when you when you were at IU, but uh, we've we've grown up with the uh, 
the same thoughts in mind. And uh, thanks for sharing all that today. And uh, yeah, please, man, uh, if you give a chance, yeah, give, Pat, give Pat our best. Would you please? I, I will. Ryan? I will. Just one, one last thing. Uh, yep. Two last things, if you have a minute. One, yep, I do. One is one, one of the coolest things, and I, I just I feel like I'm in a unique place to say this. And I don't want to speak for either man, but but being one of the very only people that ever worked for Coach Knight and Larry Bird, and I know I think they both have set the record straight on kind of that whole thing. But one of the coolest things was to be able to hear the absolute um, respect and admiration that they had for one another was very cool. And so I just I, I just think that was a, a really cool, unique thing. And then number two, if, if, if you guys want, if anybody out there wants to contribute or wonder what they can do, um, go, go to bobknight.com, and there's, there's a link on there, once the Alzheimer's Association. And then Steve Downing uh, was nice enough to start a – uh, start a, a deal at Marion University and Coach Knight's name. Those are the two things that that Pat and the family um, would love to, you know, would love to help. And 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 you know, if people are inclined to to do that in Coach's memory, um, BobKnight.com. And and uh, there's also some really cool bobbleheads. One of him throwing a chair and some different stuff. And, and Pat has some really amazing plans. Um, for that that I, I hope that you know in the future when everybody when everybody hears um i think it'll be super super cool if it can all come to fruition and uh, just a great way to honor coach and and help battle this disease hey man thanks for being a good good friend and coming on here today i appreciate that more than you know i know yeah, that man. this has this has a great deal of impact to you and certainly we uh we understand that uh by your words and if you guys need anything from me you let me know, yeah. Ryan. I appreciate I, you I more than you know. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm blessed to somehow find myself in the middle of amazing people and just want to be a great friend and, and serve them well. So, I, yeah, likewise, JMV. Love, love what you You're do. You're a great dude, my brother. I appreciate you. Always. Thank right, you, man. man. Okay. Talk to you soon. Pacers VP of Player Personnel, Ryan Carr, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Wow. There's a lot right there to get to. We'll come back. Uh, Brent Halverson rejoins us. The Harris Leisure Park Race of the Day coming up as well. We're back after this. Coaches Tavern, we're downtown. Thank you for joining us to the Harris Leisure Park Race of the Day today. And the winner is Aaron Pitt, uh, the winning horse, Renegade Gypsy, the... uh, $2 bet paid to 3 bucks, I believe. The $2 exact to pay out was twelve forty, And the 50-cent trifecta, fourteen sixty. Harris Leisure Park race of the day. Aaron, way to go. And uh, you can find us here every week right near Harris Leisure Park race of the day. And, of course, Harris Leisure Park has racing going on until a couple of weeks into uh, December. Um, I... I want to thank you guys for just a fantastic day of reflection and a fantastic day. I'll be honest with you. Brent Halverson rejoins us from Heaven Hill Distillery, our betting analyst. I, um, with what Mark said, just absolutely floored me. I was was pretty much floored in talking to Ryan Carr. Ryan Carr was so great in talking why he decided to come to, to Bloomington and he wanted to be with with uh, Bob Knight as a manager and what he has done right now is just incredible. 
there are days to where, um, you know, obviously it's a sad day. It's a compelling day. But you think back on, this is one of these days we're going to remember forever right here. Really is, John. And, you know, it's it, 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 what the cool thing is, is people come together. Friends come together. They do. To pick you up when, when you're down, right? We're all feeling the loss. Uh, you know, and again, I... I got chills hearing Mark Patrick talk, man. And wow. it's a big, it's a big yeah. hats off to you, my friend. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, we hate that uh, we go so long without talking, but when you do get the chance, regardless of circumstances, it's always great to, uh, uh, especially to hear a mentor, right? He's your mentor. Yeah. Man. He, he said some great, powerful words, words and, uh, you know, they're all true, man. They're all true. We're, uh, yeah. I'm honored to be sitting next to you, my friend. Man. And hey, we get Seven to do this again. Day. We get to do this again next Thursday. We're at. We're going to be at Joe's Grill in Westfield. I love it. So we haven't been up there for a while. So we'll get up to the Westfield. I know that's about uh, about a four-hour drive for you. So <laughs> is our girl Allison going to be back next week? I believe too? Allison might be joining us. I know she wanted to get on, and then she was going to do some picks possibly today. And uh, you know, we just had a the full day, right? A lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot like of you said, a lot of good re- remembering of the general. Uh, a lot of good people mm. on air today. Too. Man, that was what a show from from Brian Evans. All the way. I mean, it was that was. Uh, it started with Brian show. Evans. He got all emotional. He did. at the beginning too. It's, that was great. Think about it. How tough is that, though? Right. Yeah. This is somebody that you know, especially for a guy like Brian Evans. Again, I didn't play for Bob Knight for five years. I played for him uh, for four years for a week at a time. At Bob, I can't. <laughs> not the same. But I, I could have played for five minutes. I'd have cried. <laughs> I think I did get an earful <laughs> once, and I was like, oh shit, I don't know if I can do this or not. But, uh, no, wait. Well, again, though, you're right. We'll remember this day for a long time. There's, there's not many, many people like Coach the Bob Knight, the general. There's a general for the reason and yeah and uh you know hey we'll uh, remember the positives and again friends lift friends up thank you my brother i appreciate you yeah, as always thank you very much thank you tommy s tom sutton here at coach's tavern great weekend going to be had right here at coach's tavern downtown i want to thank all of you uh because you're the reason why we do this every day and you're the reason why that we can get emotional and things like this or even things that don't necessarily represent what happened. This is what we look for in terms of a show and how we are on a day-to-day basis with one another. I'm telling you, thank you so much for being a part of this show today. It was very special to me. Hopefully it was very special to you. Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the sponsor. That is Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses. Original Sharp Bacon and Cheddar and Pepper Jack. Kroger and Meyer locations you can find in sweeping central Indiana. Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses. Yep, Brian Evans, thank you very much. Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic. Mark Patrick, incredible, thank you. Ryan Carr, the Pacers, thank you very much. Tommy S. and Brent Halverson, awesome. Thank you very much, my brother. Devin James, tomorrow, Bud Light Blue Friday, GG's, 71st, Benford Boulevard. I'll see you there with Colts tickets. Have a great night. Thank you all so much.